0: everybody and welcome back to another next lander podcast here we are barreling through february hold on keep your hands inside the february alex navarro how are you doing beep beep get out the way love's coming ah and and groundhogs no they already get yeah, the groundhog already did his thing brad do you know if the groundhog did his thing
1: You mean Punxsutawney Phil?
2: I don't know. Groundhog has a
1: name, thank you. Uh, Okay,
2: did Phil do his thing? Phil Uh, runs that town, okay? Let's find out. Uh, My understanding is that I think we're supposed to be due for an early spring, which has already turned out to be extremely not true. It's very cold here still. Yeah, it's
1: freezing today. Also, I have been traveling through February in some kind of log flume or something with the Mm. amount of water here. (laughs) just like sailing along your
0: atmospheric river log Mm -hmm. flume
1: yes splash mountain
0: uh wait i just saw this from phil we're listening and we hear you we've been planning a business update for next week uh look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for february march and april stay tuned
2: uh so you're telling me phil spencer has predicted an early spring (laughs) or
0: maybe well depending on which side of the rumors you're on an early winter I, i don't know
1: Phil Spencer did def- definitely did not see his shadow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in the news. He did see a Voodoo Vince t-shirt, though, on the ground. Man, Voodoo Vince. Voodoo Vince served better. Mm. No. Uh, you know what? Voodoo Vince got a remake. That's actually probably. Yeah. It's probably about where Voodoo
2: Vince belongs. Yeah. yeah, it's an okay yeah. game. They remade it. That's good. Yeah. I think yeah. it got exactly what it needed.
0: That's just what I needed.
2: Yeah. Um, Alex, just what I needed was
0: to go out and go see you and Bacalar yesterday for some fine dinner. Mm-hmm. I got to see your basement in its glory, and let me tell everyone, it is glorious.
2: I appreciate hearing that. It's but the last time you were here, it was still very much like in progress. There were like a lot of things I was still doing down here. So this is I'm gonna say ninety five percent of the way to where I want it, so yeah, I, you've seen basically the finished product.
0: Uh, so back a lot, R and I were there, and we both agreed. So you have this you have this kind of main area downstairs where your battle station is. Your, um, the built-in desk and all the stuff. The built-in stuff, desk, yeah. your giant monitor. It's really cool. And then off to the side is another room with your drums. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, Brad, I'm going to try and describe this to you. It, it, do you ever see the movie Seven? Okay, mm-hmm. come on!
1: Very <laughs> no, long time ago. Yes.
0: Imagine, imagine uh, uh, Morgan Freeman's uh, uh, and Brad Pitt. They're hunt- They're looking through, and all they have is the clue is like a thread from a luchador mask. Uh-huh. Right? And they're like, "If we could just find what masks this came from, we'll find our killer." And then Morgan Freeman like accidentally puts a hand through a wall and then tears a wall down. Inside behind that wall are the most luchador masks you have ever seen in your life. They're literally.
2: Just Brad three, Pitt whispering Have you ever seen anything
0: like this? <laughs> 3 of the four walls are lined with sh- three shelves. No, two. Okay, sorry, two. Two, sh- yes. two full shelves of mannequin heads with luchador masks on them surrounding this entire space.
2: Yeah. It is incredible. You're In- really making this seem like way more like It's incredible. Okay, well I appreciate that.
1: Can I get an estimate on number of masks? Wait, yeah. from
2: me or from Alex? Who ballpark
1: do you want first? It. Ballpark it.
0: I if yeah. I were to ballpark it, I would say at least fifty something.
1: Okay, that's respectable. I think
0: it's a little more than that.
1: <laughs> that's a, that's pretty yeah, good, it's, it's a pretty good mask number.
0: So not only is it the mask, I, I, and Alex, I'm not trying to uh, to no, to yeah, really no, put me on blast. blast. Let's do it. Yeah, i You have you have the head. You have the manic- or the 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 foam head for the masks
2: yeah a bunch of them are foamed I also have some PVC ones yeah. like you can find them I mean it's not they're not nothing but they're they're not like super expensive especially the foam ones. It's it's incredible, and then in the middle of that is the actual
0: drum kit, which is very cool. Yeah, uh, so you can stare at the mass. But He has an audience. <laughs> while you're yes, playing. they're all staring at me when I when <laughs> I practice. It's great. Uh, it's it's very cool, but it is definitely an experience. You're probably just desensitized to it. It's well, a, yeah, because
2: yeah. I'm the one who's been putting it together all this time, <laughs> and my yeah. Look, look, we all have our collections. We all have our things that we collect. I'm staring at your transformers yeah. right now. Yeah. These are my masterpiece transformers. Yes, yes, they are Masterpieces. This is my too. art collection. Okay. Yeah. It's amazing, and it was great, and it was. Uh,
0: then we went to some dinner, and I had a. They served me the biggest bowl of spicy
2: something with shredded beef, and I forget hot and sour soup. It was. With- it was a hot and sour soup. It was not like any other hot and sour <laughs> soup that I had ever seen before, no. but it was really tasty.
0: And it was definitely had the vibe of a thing that's like, "Hey, man, this is for sharing." Yeah, <laughs> you you ordered a thing for sharing. And good luck. And you still had like three quarters of that giant bowl, I'm going to say. I was woke up this morning and was like, Am I old? No, I just had three quarters of that giant bowl that you Uh, ordered extra spicy. I should add, I I should also mention. Yeah, as I said, make it all the way spice. But it was great. It was great to see you guys. Fun to be out there. Um, Sichuan
2: food is my favorite of all Chinese foods. We have a very good Sichuan place around here. So, therefore, I am happy. Um, and, uh, uh, it was
0: nice to get out and relax. I feel like I have been did you ever hear that expression. Um, my wife says it, uh, uh, if you want something done, give it to a busy person, right? I feel like I have been trying to tackle all of this stuff that I've put off. And now that I'm, I'm like in the thing. I'm just trying to knock everything out, right? Like, I'm like, right. oh, okay. Uh, we're doing the bookkeeping for taxes and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, I've got to do this. i got to do this. Well, I'm there. I'm going to call my, you know, they keep bugging me for my primary care physician since I changed health insurance plans. I'm going to go do that. I can't add them. I can't add my doctor from their website as my primary care physician. And they have this thing that's like, if you don't add a primary care physician in the next couple of weeks we're gonna add one for you i'm like well you won't let me add my primary care physician wait what yeah so i called them and they said well i, I did their chat message thing and it seemed like a human <laughs> i said uh no way I, of no no way no and i said i can't add my primary care physician they're like oh let me look into it oh well i contacted their office they have to update something check back in four to six weeks that you should be able to add them. And I'm like, well, this is my doctor. If I need to go see my doctor and you give me a different primary care physician, is there going to be a problem? And they said, well, that'll come up as seeing a specialist, not your doctor. But don't worry about it. And I said, well, what don't worry about it? (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? Is it going to be billed as a specialist visit and not as a, and they're like, well, they're in network. It shouldn't be a problem. So I ended that conversation with, thank you for your information. Thank you for your time. Can you please send me a transcript of this conversation? Yeah. Um, Which they were like, you can print this out at any time you like. I never, ever, ever want to hear from someone on the other end of a phone. Oh, that shouldn't be a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Well, right. Yes. And I was just like, your system's broken. Like that's not, that's a, that's things. So then I called my dentist and was like, yo, man, what's up with my dental bills? I pay $80 a month or whatever it is for the the lowest tier dental plan I can get for my family. How come I got charged nothing for going for my routine cleaning and it cost me $135 per kid to have the routine cleaning? And they said, well, because you, because adults don't have a deductible and kids do have a deductible. I was like, what the fuck?
1: You motherfuckers.
0: Why would you do that? Why would you do that?
1: You the know, has got to go to the dentist. Now, listen, all of this sounds annoying. Yeah. But aren't you glad you're not subjected to the abject horrors of socialized healthcare? I know. Seriously, I would you're be right. My this, kids would this, be on the in the desk. This has cues. to be way better. I
0: just uh, I look, I definitely was doing the math. And we've talked about this before of like, OK, look, now it just cost me for 2023 because that's when the bill came in. Whatever four hundred something dollars with dental insurance to go get this. I pay eighty dollars a month for dental insurance. Am I making out on this, or am I not making out on this? Or because I, I have the minimum for it, um, which is like preventative cleaning, and like then you have to pay copays and uh, or sorry co-insurance and all that stuff. What
1: I mean, I, I'll tell you. My, my dentist told me don't get dental insurance. I, does it, when we like, when, we, when sure. we left, yeah, when we left a corporation, and I was like, should I just get dental insurance out yeah. of pocket now that I'm not going to have it? And they were like, you're pro-, Well, I mean, you have a family; it's a different thing where you they, have the kids go. To to,
0: I mean, that's why the kids have a co- or a, a deductible, right? Because kids yeah. go to the dentist, yes, right?
1: yes, that's the thing, you know. But for for an individual, they were like, you're better off socking the money away just in case you need major right. dental work and just spending it then. So rather than because out of pocket to insure yourself for all that stuff, you're going to come out way behind.
0: So like, that's the thing is like, if I were to put that, um, let's just call a hundred dollars a month. If i ever put that $1,200 a month or sorry, a uh, $1,200 a year Let's call a hundred dollars a month, um, away, And then it's like, oh, you need some dental work. Suddenly you have a savings account with $3,600 in it. Like, is that, I don't even know, but that's the scare. That's the thing. Right. And like, that's the insurance thing. And then, ah, it's a simple. Anyway. Two insurance things, and that was today, Um, including, uh, you know, and then getting everything ready for the books, for filing for taxes, for the company stuff. Patreon changed how they're reporting, and then that whole thing made me have to go back through the whole year and change. A heads up, if you're running a Patreon, which is I bet 90% of you listening to this probably have some kind of Patreon running. You're either in one or <laughs> paying for one. Um Check your 1099s that you're getting from Patreon. They changed how they're reporting if you're filing uh, for your income there. They, they now report. Uh, gross, which means they don't take out their Patreon fees when they report how much earnings you got, which you then have to report that in uh, and keep track of that stuff. Busy, busy. You know what it is? I'm not trying to complain. It just feels like I'm in the paperwork, you know, like I'm in the system. In like the fucking arcane, you know, when, you know, when, um, in Lord of the Rings, when Gandalf is like searching for the information on the One Ring, and he goes off, and he's in that library, and just mm-hmm. parchments are flying, and he's reading about the the. It, that's what I feel like I'm I'm in right now of like deductible for the kids. This can't be right, you know. Like oh, let me find uh, you know, oh the the line of insurance was broken, mm-hmm. you know that uh, that whole thing.
1: Um, the letters upon the policy begin to fade.
0: <laughs> totally, let me throw your policy into the fire. What does it say, Frodo? says nothing no oh wait there is that's <laughs> those that's the tongue of the adjuster <laughs>
1: i can definitely tell you that my insurance policy is written in the black speech
2: <laughs> i dare not utter that tongue here i wish that these financial responsibilities had never come to me <laughs> i wish that i could simply be back in the shire so we do. do all men who fear such times, who experience such times, who deal with such paperwork. What we want is one policy to rule them all, really. Is, mm-hmm.
0: is what, uh, is or what
2: at least one at. app that I can just log into with the IRS <laughs> and say, what do I pay? Okay, do- done.
0: Um. Anyway, that's my that's my grousing moment. That's some behind
2: the scenes. I Also, before anyone yells at me, I know that the IRS is apparently working on some kind of app thing for at least individual personal taxes. And yeah, I, I f- I'm curious about that. I
1: think they're beta testing it. I think they I are saw, beta testing I think it I saw now. That It's like kind of surprisingly pretty good.
2: Well,
0: you wait until Intuit has something to say about that. Okay, but here, here's the
1: thing, now. though: it as long as it
2: doesn't just literally break when you try to use it, then it is still yeah. better than the current system. Anything that you can just log into and say here's a number is inherently better than what we have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's go back to my days of the 1040 EZ. That's the name of my album, 1040 EZ.
1: I'm, I'm I'm currently awaiting scheduling a medical procedure. My doctor said I need, and I'm in the holding pattern of: Is it going to get pre-authorized or not? Oh, sure. It's sure. like quite literally the people who do the thing are like, "Hey, we can't schedule that until the insurance authorizes yep. it. It's going to be at yep. least five to seven business days <laughs> before they will even think about scheduling it."
0: This but systems, hey, be- but hey, hey, at
1: least it's not socialized healthcare where you have to wait to see somebody.
0: Again, you would be you'd be on the death panel, Brad. They would they would you'd be. Well, we decided we're not going to schedule it. Actually, what does the chip in your hand say? It's time.
2: Uh, you need to be retired. Listen, don't worry. If anything goes wrong for me, I can just sell my house. I got a, po- a, a postcard today from a company that has literally told me they will buy my house from me if they, if I want to sell. <laughs> they will pay my closing costs. This, they're, this is a great deal. How could this go wrong? <laughs> okay
0: since we're all just fucking complaining i got a letter from the irs that said hey we need to check something some filing for you and all the spaces where they're supposed to fill in the form letter they left blank (laughs) it was like we need to check on and then it was just a big space and then a comma and then we have not received information from And then another big space and then a comma. Also, that letter said, you don't have to respond to this. Don't worry. Then it said, when you do respond to this, make sure you include this information. And then it said, underneath that was like... And we need to not hear from you. Like something like we need to not hear from you within not 90 days. Anyway, thank you. Jesus Christ. It was look. I know the IRS needs funding and like, uh, and as soon as we fund them, they will stop delivering letters and kick down my door to come haul me away with machine guns. But like the whole thing is just, you can only laugh sometimes, I guess, if you're not on your way to prison or in
2: horrible debt, it is a truly absurd system. Like if you don't laugh at it, you're just going to go insane. Um, Yeah yeah
0: i mean we at next under we received an irs thing that's like <laughs> god it was from our filing from like last year and i think we received it like this year that was like hey just want to let you know that uh you we got your filing in and uh you'll be hearing from us and i sent it to our accountant and they're like that's fucking bananas like th- this thing went through a year ago and was like don't worry about it i don't know i don't know <sighs> scary. it's scary
2: though when you receive letters from the IRS. It feels yeah. like very like, There's no good letter to get from the IRS. No. There is at best a benign letter, but even that comes with a certain amount of stress before you open it. Yes.
0: Yes, definitely. Like yeah anyway. Anyway. Documents. We're here to talk about video games and And wrestling uh, masks. And wrestling masks.
2: We did we did one of those. Yeah, so now we've announced- got we got to get to the video games. And Let's talk and about hogs and, yeah, and, and groundhogs. I will um, say my groundhog did not come up. He has that not come up for air yet. Ooh, you should check your groundhog. Nah, your groundhog. it's look. I, I leave him alone. He leaves me alone. It's fine. But okay. uh, I have not seen him looking around for his shadow or anything. I so uh, think that
0: might be junk science. I don't know. No, that's real. We should all we should all set the clock by. I don't it. think groundhogs are wizards. You don't know that. You can't you can't prove that, and you don't know that. And I well, my groundhog to- certainly is, not he's just kind of a jerk. Uh, maybe, maybe he's specced for a different class. Maybe a groundhog, yeah. groundhog is a, he's rogue. a rogue. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Uh, wears a cool, fun belt and
1: has potions. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: let's talk about Suicide Squad, a game. Oh, kill uh, the
1: Justice League. Squad. Oh, Suicide
0: Squad. Um, so we is played re- this. Yeah, we played some of this. Uh, you guys
1: have played even more of this. Yeah, I continued playing it after that stream. So let's, let's
0: set this up because there's a bit of a, a tale of the Suicide Squad. This game became kind of a punching bag on its lead up from the initial release of its debut teaser trailer stuff to the we're changing things to the trailer coming, a new trailer coming out. It's been looked at as like a microtransaction hell. It's been looked at the kind of, I think even we said, right, like maybe a year and a half or a year late to the kind of online service game model. What do you guys think, having now spent some time in it?
1: You I mean, it's definitely it's, it's definitely one of those. I, I don't know. I, I go back and forth on is it a live service game or not because everything about it is built like a live service game, mm-hmm. but you don't have to connect to servers to play it, do mm-hmm. you? Or do you? Maybe Ooh, you do, you have, I do think you, you do. I guess I there could... is no... Actually, you're right. There probably is no way to put... But, but it's not a there's still a distinction between this and something like destiny to me though, because destiny is still like a multiplayer game inherently, you know, like there's no way to play destiny and not see other people running around. I guess that's the distinction for me.
0: Does that make it worse though? That
2: you have Uh, to be online for this then?
1: Kind of. Okay. I mean, the
2: thing this is probably more akin to is something like Gotham Knights. Yes.
1: Yeah. I never, I never played that, but I've seen a lot of comparisons to this, but this, this very much, I mean, you absolutely can play this by yourself. Like the top button on the menu is literally just like get in the action or whatever it says. And, all it does is throw you in there with bots because you can't you can't play this as one character. All four of the characters are always running around doing stuff.
0: Which you can switch to at any time yeah, you want. Yeah,
1: which is actually kind of a neat mechanic I guess we'll get into. But um, but you can play it absolutely as a single player game by yourself and never come in contact with another human being. So is it a live service game? Like kind of yes. Ex- like, I guess in every way except for being an inherently multiplayer game.
0: Uh, they are selling you a lot of skins. Yeah. I don't know if that 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 is one box somewhere on the live service game. Uh, there is a definitely a big
2: monetization element yeah. in the background, but this yeah. also does seem like a game you could mostly just pay, play on your own and with your friends without necessarily having to engage with any of that stuff. Yes. Yeah, you,
1: yeah, you absolutely could play this just with your friends, never look at the store tab that the, mm-hmm. and see the stuff they are selling, but you are absolutely going to have to engage with like six different kinds of currency. And yes. A... Absolute ton of loot drops because it is absolutely a a gun loot game, and it's, and a, it's a loot shooter.
0: Yeah, it's a loot shoot looter, looter
1: shooter. No looter. Nope. nope. Schluter. nope. Schl- schluter is I, schluter I will accept looter shooter. Never on this podcast. <laughs> ever. Ever.
0: And it's a you know it's a cosmetic game because dressing up the superheroes is kind of they're anti heroes. Sorry, the yeah, anti heroes.
1: I've, I've been running around as King Shark dressed as Superman. It's ridiculous. Right.
0: Uh, well let's get it, let's get into kind of now the, the kind of setup for the model of the game. Brad, what do you what do you think having played some more of it?
1: Um, I haven't gone super far since we left on the stream. I've done two, three more story missions and some of the side stuff that's unlocked along the way. It's a map game. It's like an icon mission on map kind of thing, you know, roam around the city doing missions. All of the missions, it's a shooter, it is a third person shooter, it does have yeah. a lot of um a lot of traversal stuff.
2: Kind of neat traversal stuff. Yeah. That's kind of the most novel thing about it.
1: The traversal is cool. Like they like, they very much are like, this is a city with a bunch of tall buildings, but they want you to get over them quickly. So each (laughs) character has their own way to traverse. Yeah. Like King shark can just jump really high, (laughs) which is nice. Um, Harley Quinn like swings around on a grappling hook from a, a bat drone that flies around. Um, Choss just got a jetpack, and then what <laughs> yep. the fuck does count? Cap- I hate Captain Boomerang so much. Captain he Boomerang do? has the oh, he warps, speed force. He warps. Combat. Yes, he like warps to his boomerang or whatever.
0: He throws the boomerang yes, and then warps to the boomerang.
1: Yeah. So you're, you're basically bounding around the city, jumping over buildings and stuff, like doing side stuff, like finding Riddler trophies, and then just going around doing the missions that are the icons on the map. Yeah, is is kind of the gist of it. Um, the,
0: the have you played enough of each character to say they? Play combat wise pretty differently.
1: Um, combat wise, not as much. The traversal, absolutely. So, like I, yeah, I played only King Shark through that whole stream, and then basically all of my time with it since until it started encouraging me to play other characters. Yeah, and through the,
0: I'm psyched for this. Yes, uh, the yeah. psyched
1: out or whatever. So that's kind of that's kind of a neat idea, yeah. I guess. Like, like when pretty much each mission, I think definitely each story mission, and I think the side missions too when you activate that mission, there one, one of the four characters will show up as like psyched up. Yeah. And if you play that character through that mission, you'll get like bonus XP and maybe some extra currency or something. Right. So it's like a good way to encourage you to use different characters, which you need to do because they all level separately. Yeah. So that's the thing. I was like level six with King shark. Oh, and then when I started switching other characters, all level one, no talents, no nothing.
0: Oh, I don't think yes. I realized that. Yes. Okay.
1: They, they, the, the characters, the other characters do not level concurrently with whoever you're playing. Oh, okay. so that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, so, yeah. between between that and also, since the tutorial, I had completely forgotten how the other traversal worked. <laughs> yeah. Because it's completely different for every character. Yeah. Like, I was fumbling around all over the place trying to, like, do Harley's uh, grappling hook stuff. Because I was just super like, not used to it. They have, like, similar... They have like
0: similar patterns or blocks where it's like you can jump and then I think it's like L1 to almost recharge a yeah, thing, right? Every, like everybody's or air got air like dash a dash or get a, squeeze a little more yes. out. Yes.
1: Yeah. Everybody's got like a limited way to kind of renew their um, yeah. traversal midair, but it's only it only goes so far.
0: But they are um, different enough where they behave slightly differently yeah, like, where it's like, oh, like Boomerang, the, the, the Captain Boomerang literally teleports three more times. I think King Shark dashes
1: three times? Yeah, you get a, a triple air dash with him. And I think um, I think
0: uh, uh, Deadshot like spins to recharge you can, his.
1: You can you can you can recharge the jetpack once in midair. Yeah, like Harley, you can. Gosh, you have you can like dive to make her drone recharge faster, but that okay. means you're losing altitude or height or whatever. Yeah, th- anyway,
0: so, yeah, it's like broad strokes wise, they have similar things, but how it's executed yeah. is, is different enough. That's
1: that's the thing. They all feel different enough to play that if yeah. you only playing one character and then you switch, it's a little disorienting. Um, the shooting is the shooting though. I mean, everybody's got special moves that you charge yeah. up and I haven't unlocked a ton of those cause they're mostly on the talent tree, but it's mostly the traversal that feels very different. Like to the shooting, you can absolutely go back and forth and like, there's some neat ish ideas that seem pretty standard for this kind of game. Like, you know, you if shields and health, but you can only get shields back by whittling enemies down without killing them and then doing right. a melee on them to, to drop shields. It's almost like a, Almost reminds me of like a Doom Eternal kind of thing of like rip and tear. Yes. It's like you, if you, if you, you light people on fire to kill them, you get armor back. If you use to do a glory kill, you get ammo, you know, that kind of thing. I mm-hmm. think you get it
0: on the counter sometimes too, right?
1: Yes. I think that's right. Um, What else?
0: You know, they have archetypes where Deadshot is pretty good with that sniper rifle, King Shark kind of has that Gatling gun. Yeah. Harley feels mid range, and so does Captain Boomerang kind of feels mid range. I didn't play Harley a ton um a lot of them melee and then you can almost uh, devil may cry immediately switch to guns you can pop them up in the air with a melee and then switch to guns to get a um some shots while they're in the air not necessarily an air juggle but it kind of seems like a pro like a er, proto air juggle or mm-hmm. you know um a, a lot of times at least in the early stuff i did or when we played together the sequence of events would be like oh there's a gang of five enemies on a rooftop, and now we've put a big shield in front of them, so you can't just snipe them. So you have to traverse around the shield. So like, Deadshot can't just sit there and snipe them from afar. Behind, right, right. You have to get in close, and then they add um, shields that can only be broken by melee. Again, early in the game, so you have to get in close because otherwise, you'd just be sniping people
1: from rooftops the
0: entire yeah. time. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like I think I think they, they do a decent job like keeping the combat lively you know for that reason like you can't just do the same thing all the time like well but,
0: within any given mission right you played more than i did the, the missions we did seem to be kind of repetitive well, once so that's what the was, mission.
1: that's what i was gonna get to is like the, the like on paper the combat is actually fairly interesting and like you know you're like you said you're moving around you're having to change tactics and stuff every single mission i have done though is nothing but that like all okay, it is like yeah. literally um like, I did this Poison Ivy mission where, like, they reveal that, hey, Poison Ivy is here because yeah. everybody thinks she's dead and she's totally not. And, like, it's kind of an interesting mission, like, or cutscene, sorry. I should say the cutscene is interesting. The mission absolutely is not. Um, the mission is quite literally, I mean, it looks like something out of, like, a like a capture and hold mode in a multiplayer online game. Like, you are defending her big plant and then there's two, like, little plants off to the sides mm, that you have uh-huh. to go between them. The the two little plants are quite literally labeled A and B with floating (laughs) icons, Uh you know, as if they are like battlefield control points or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And all it is, even though this is like a relatively major story mission with, again, like a... Pretty entertaining cutscene. Like, I actually think the story stuff is like surprisingly likable in this game.
2: It's arguably its greatest benefit yeah. is totally. the fact that they actually put some real work into those cutscenes, and the performances are generally pretty good. Boomerang aside, who is literally just doing junk rat from fucking yeah.
1: Overwatch. I mean, I mean, he's effective. I hate him. Like, I despise yeah. Captain. Boomerang, you're supposed but, but to not like him. I get to, it. But like, even the other characters don't like him. I mean, I he's kind
0: of he, like a like a booger eating like a. Uh, uh, he's like uh, who's the guy from Road Rules that everybody hated.
1: Which um, one? Oh, oh no, the, you mean like, from,
2: from real world puck?
1: Yeah. Real world. Yes. He's a puck. He's just yeah. kind of
2: like, yes, he um, is an Australian bike messenger turned antihero. Yes. A hundred percent. Man.
1: Yes. Is there, has there ever been like a major real world rewatch podcast? Oh, I'm sure there, there are probably were, dozens yeah. of them. Yeah. I'm surprised I've never heard of something like that. That seems and like Captain something. Captain
0: Boomerang that, does it. It's, it's, really, yeah, it's terrible. It,
1: it, it, if I were to make one, it would be called true story. Uh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. somebody okay.
0: episode, somebody get the phone.
1: Yes. Um, what was I talking? Oh right. So like um yeah, that mission, like I said, that's a pretty major story mission, pretty elaborate cutscene, major character introduced. Still you're just like basically defending points against sure. waves of enemies. Like every story mission I've done is that, every side mission I've done is that. Um it's got dailies or it's got what might as well be dailies. They're called contracts that just mm. are little challenges, you know? It's like blow up 3 of these big turrets that are on rooftops or kill 10 enemies while sliding or you know stuff like that within
0: any given mission
1: like no, no, those are just c- global those are just you accept right, those right. off of me yeah okay. Um, but even the th- they, they literally say like the first three of these you do every day will give you bonus stuff I see. like quite okay. literally they're like hey, make sure you log in and do your three days
0: ah, look we're back on is this a live um, service or not that feels right.
1: and so like there are side missions that unlock more stuff like that like I just did a mission that unlocked another contract slot so I can carry more contracts at one time to be working okay. on like, it's super, it is very, very iterative that, you know, it's very iterative live service style. Yeah. Unlock more stuff to unlock more stuff to get more slots to get better tiers of blank. You know what I mean? It's just that upgrade loop that builds on itself constantly. And like, there is some appeal to that. But I don't know. I think that the mission design is probably the thing that is putting me off the most of just like, I'm actually kind of enjoying being in this world. And, As not a comic book fan and especially not somebody with a lot of DC exposure because Marvel dominates so much these days, like it's kinda nice to see this side of DC stuff that I'm not super familiar with. Like I've actually kind of enjoyed that aspect of it. But Well, I'm trying
2: to think the last time a big DC game was actually set in Metropolis, because like it's been fucking Mm. Gotham City so many times with all the Batman stuff and Their vision of Metropolis is really interesting. is kind of like this sort of like retro futuristic Wonderland with very vertical. Like that's it's got kind of a neat flavor to it. It's just that exploring it, I don't think is very interesting at all. Like and you know even irrespective of the mission designs, they don't really encourage you to poke around the edges of the world very much because all you're doing for the most part in the open world is just fighting the same goddamn mobs over and over and over again. That just respawn and just keep coming around and it like that stuff is just not very fun like I think the combat seems to get a little more interesting as you upgrade the characters and you start adding more abilities and things like that but the actual like enemy encounters like the mission designs like all that stuff like around the ed- like the thing that is the core meat of what you are doing is just not that interesting. Like, not terrible, mm-hmm. but just kind of bland.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's anything outright terrible about the game, but yes. It's a little it, buggy in places, but yes, not horrifically so. Yes, I had a one of the side missions I was talking about failed to trigger this morning, and I just had to like run off and do other stuff and come back, and then it started working again randomly.
0: Brad, as you've gotten a little further, uh, do they release some of the, hey, get back on mission bounds that they um, have early in the game? They,
1: they do open up the whole map. Like not long after we left off in that stream, you do a mission where they like, they're like, Hey, I'm taking the limiters off. You can run the whole city now, okay. but, um, I did hit a go back to mission area at least a couple times as I've been doing stuff.
0: It could be a little funky cause you do traverse very quickly and you can yeah. find yourself suddenly outside the zone in an instant. But you know, it's not like, it's not like, um like in Warzone or DMZ where it's like, you just blow up immediately. It's not,
1: I I haven't, I haven't found it super punitive yet where they like kill you the second you're too far outside the mission area or anything.
0: From what I played, I think I agree with both of you that I have enjoyed the characterizations of the suicide squad. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed their banter back and forth. You know, it's not all hits, but it's, it's fun enough and I've enjoyed what they're doing. I enjoy them kind of doing some send ups of the superheroes and, and kind of showing them as, they almost paint them as, uh, uh you know, I was going to say c- cartoonish, but they are comic book characters, but like too good to be true. Right. Like the, from the point of view of the suicide squad, these are just all boy Scouts, uh, and they're, they suck. Right. And that's, that's kind of fun like to to get that model of them. You do, and you know, you got Batman as the, the kind of <laughs> super aggressive cop, Superman as the kind of, uh, paragon of, of too good to be true. Uh, I guess Wonder Woman comes off in the game, at least what I've seen as the one who's caught in the middle a bit of like I really
2: well, don't she's know. She's kind what to of the do. one that hasn't really been well, her and the flash are kind of the yeah. ones that haven't been turned yet by the, the big bad.
1: Yeah, man, uh, that stuff at the beginning was cool with the yeah. Flash yeah. and that the whole Arkham Museum and stuff that's all on the stream if you want to go watch it. Like uh, that stuff definitely fades into the background a little more though, obviously. Okay. Like the, they they front load the game with a lot of good cutscenes and a lot of like Set piece stuff, and then that stuff is doled out a little more uh reservedly, I guess, as you start doing side mission or uh, story missions later on
2: like to me that's the stuff that feels the most rock steady like yeah. it feels like it ha- i mean even though it's a different tone than those Batman games generally tended to be, like it's a little more frivolous, but like they're having fun within you know a framework that they obviously know how to operate in, yeah, it just feels like the game they were tasked with making. Suffers by virtue of the fact that it is it was required to be this kind of game.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, like even yeah, even is, the right. even the loot drop aspect. Like, you know, occasionally I'll be like, oh, that's a better gun than I've got. I'll equip that. But it's just. But do you care? Even just the thing even, is like yeah. I don't. Like even even the loot upgrade cycle is not hooking me as hard as, and I am certainly susceptible to that kind of thing. Like yeah. Like part of me actually does kind of want to keep playing this. I'm not going to because I think it would be a bad use of my time. <laughs> But like part of me, it looks at the map and it's like, oh, I could go do, I could go unlock some more contract slots. I could go do this and that. Like they're just stuff to check off, you know? Yeah. And it, I, it's, none of it is offensive enough that I don't necessarily want to do it, but it taken as a whole, you know, I'm like, how valuable is this experience? Like the story stuff is cool. The comic book atmosphere is cool. The gameplay less. So I don't know. Um, this, this
0: to me feels like, and maybe Brad, you can relate to this. It feels like if this came up as my like Sunday night group game or something, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. I'll drop two or, hours or two, three hours into this on, uh, once a week on my off time to just get together and chat and grind for guns in the background. Yeah. You like know? Es-
1: especially if this ends up on game pass, I have no idea if it will, but especially if it was in a situation like that where it was very accessible, like totally. Yeah. Like jump in yeah. there and you can have fun with your friends doing this uh, for, you know, limited stretches. I wonder what the um, post
0: game is like. I'm sure people have beaten it at this point. Do you, do you run around yeah, and just I've, mop up stuff? Some
1: people that I follow on Twitter have gone pretty hard on it. And in a I'm, negative I, way? I haven't. No, no, no. Hard as in like played it hard. You uh, know, like yeah, gotten, gotten to the end it. game already uh, and grind, I've been grinding that stuff. Like I haven't seen anything interesting sounding from the post game at all. Okay. Um, you I mean, know, that's, like, pr- that's like, a
0: pretty rough one for a live service, right? Like, how do you keep players in it after you have finished with the narrative
1: content? Yeah. Like, I, th- I think that it sounds like there are like super high level bosses, like world bosses or something okay. that roam around that you can work toward or grind toward defeating, I should say. And they have their um,
0: plans, uh, updates and stories or, or, um, I'm trying to get the phrasing right. Uh, season, don't they have seasons, don't
1: they yes. have like four seasons planned or something yes. like that?
2: Something right. along those lines. Yeah. So yes,
1: they definitely have a ramp for this thing. Like it, I, it's hard to say like some people will be like, Oh, look at the steam current numbers are terrible. But then like, it seems like it's selling quite well. Like it was, I think it was like second most played game on PSN mm. or something. Like it seems like it's actually probably doing fine. So I assume they will continue on with those season plans. Um, I don't know, like there's, there's stuff in there outside of, outside of like the atmosphere and story stuff, which is quite solid, but you know, like I got a shotgun that does no crit damage. This is like a, just a random example, but like there are some interesting weapon ideas. Like a, the shotgun does no crit damage. Instead, when it crits, it gives you, it, it's a whole like matrix of possibilities. It's <laughs> like, if you're at full health, it gives you shields back. Oh, wow. If you're below 25% health, you get this, but it, like it's a shotgun that heals you, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. It restores health and shields in different modes, depending on how much health and shields you have. When so if you crits.
0: buffed your chance to crit elsewhere, it's, it's right. procking that yes. ability. So,
1: so you, you still do base damage, to be clear. It's not like the yeah. shotgun does no damage, Right. but that the crits translate to healing for you instead. Like, that's an interesting idea, you know? Sounds like a great weapon for Captain um, Boomerang. But also, like, you're juggling four loadouts at one time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that's kind of a lot. Like, if you if you main a game like Destiny or something like you're putting a lot of thought into one character's build, right? Let so alone four, uh, all of whom share the same loot pool, um, all of whom you're switching between on the fly. Like it's kind of a lot. How have it you is. found
0: the um, th- w- the bots to behave during combat and stuff? <sighs> Pretty useful.
1: I guess so. Okay. Yeah. I they do not run into too much stuff. of them
2: not doing what you expect them to do. Every once in a while, you'll see one is just kind of he- lingering in the background and maybe is not yeah. caught up with the rest of the team, but it's never a situation where it feels like everyone is, is beefing
1: it, you know? Yeah. Like okay. they, they definitely kill stuff, you know, like that poison ivy holdout mission. I had like one or two enemies left that were not nearby and I was like, well, I need to go find those two guys to kill them and finish the mission. And then they just died. Like my teammates must have killed them for me. Okay. Before I found them and then ended the mission. So like they do actually do stuff.
0: Have they, uh, I don't know if you've gone down, but have they resed you during a minute? Do they like run over to pick you back I, up? I haven't,
1: I haven't gone down since okay. I've been playing it by myself. So I'm not sure. The next thing, hey, look, the, that res was real fast when we played multiplayer. Yeah, it was. was. Like, you just have instant, to make it to the character. Instant button press basically. Yeah. The think, only other thing I'll, I'll say about it, and I don't know if this is the case, this is just my interpretation, but like I think we unlocked this on the stream where Green Lantern is your first target. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like it we seems did. Like, the, we
0: got the mission. We didn't do it.
1: So that's the thing: is that mission is just sitting there, or that icon is sitting there. I think you can just kind of go take them on whenever. I'm mm-hmm. m- I'm not 100 sure, but when I select that mission on the map, the Green yeah. Lantern mission, it becomes my active mission, and they the dialogue they their ambient dialogue reflects that that's now my mission. I but I but I have other the, the point is I have other story missions also yeah. floating right now to do. So I don't know if it's like a. I don't know if it's a case of like, hey, here's your ultimate hard objective. If you think you can hang with it now, just go do it. You know, As I opposed thought they to,
0: implied narratively that there are defenses up around all. Okay, of so I, that that's the yeah. thing. That
1: may be the case, or or maybe maybe those defenses are surmountable but hard yeah. to do. I don't know. The,
0: on the map that I saw when we left off, it looked like it was also in a part of the map that wasn't revealed. And again, they might have not unlocked all. The so map that was for me. that was
1: part of that was part of the thing I said where okay. they they unlock the whole map for you after a couple okay. more missions.
0: Yeah, it was a two was it was go get the bomb out of your head and the Green Lantern one were like the look like the ever missions that were like going to be up there forever. And then I think what we did, we had three side missions that looked like they were all the same side mission at different tiers of difficulty. Right.
1: Yes. Um, Yeah, I I don't know for sure that that's the structure. If it is, I think that's pretty interesting. Like I love an open world game that like just lets you gives you a bunch of objectives and lets you kind of go about what order to do them in and that kind of like Zelda, like Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, right.
0: Just go run in there. Go Very
1: much that kind of thing. You can just go. They should just let you go fight Superman right off the bat.
0: <laughs> if you can do it, if you can hang. Uh yeah, I like I really don't have anything to say my, my two cents of having played mostly what you saw on the stream, some by myself, some with you guys, is I don't really have anything too negative to say about it other than I'm just not a fan or I'm kind of tired of that structure. That, that yeah, that's kind same. of it.
2: Like, it's, it's it's kind of the same feeling I had, again, with Gotham Knights, which is that there are things about it I like. A lot of them are the aesthetics and sort of the, you know, the cutscene and, and character work. But the actual missions and sort of, like, the gameplay of it is just not doing it for me. But, you know, the other thing is that, like, it's not the horrific mess that I think a lot of people were making it out to be kind of going into this. It's not great, but it is not some like massive fiasco or anything like that.
1: Yeah, definitely not. I mean, it, it's totally functional. Like it is kind of bland over time, and I think it will only get more so the more you play it. But yeah, it's not it's not some huge disaster.
0: And I think you guys mentioned it having it in Metropolis. It's fun to play a DC game in the daytime, it, 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 mm-hmm. not the ever night of Gotham. Uh, it, you're out. I think there's a day night cycle, right? In in Metropolis. Yeah. There is. yeah. So like weather, look, the, the sun is-, is out. You could see the sun in a DC game. I know What's they the have daylight content?
2: there. I just, it's just been, not
0: in Gotham. <laughs> the the, the sun, how are How you gonna put the bat signal up in the daytime? Okay, it's, it's, impossible. Not, it's impossible. It's impossible. How tough. is Superman gonna get his powers from the sun in the nighttime? Huh? Impossible. Imp- <laughs> impossible. It's Superman
2: is like a, a basically has to go to sleep and then that's when all the criminals come out. Look, I don't know much, a lot, about how the sun works or how Superman works, but I know that doesn't work. <laughs> uh that's
0: you you can get that content in the season pass don't worry uh that is suicide squad kill the justice league that is out now 70 dollars to get in there for i guess uh the base version i don't know they're still selling the, the 90 and 100 ones that was the i know the big pre-order thing was you can get early access i i suspect the price is still the same and you get the four what do they call them that like the, the, the the justice scrubs or something, the costumes you got. Oh
1: yeah. Those are the things that I think that's kind of a funny bonus. Yeah. You can, you can make your villain characters dress up as the good guys as the, as the superheroes. It's silly. Mm
0: -hmm. It's pretty silly. Uh, that's out now up and running. Um,
1: yeah, I, I doubt I'll, I doubt I will go back
2: to it. I guess I had part of me,
1: part of me. There's something there that I kind of find intriguing, but eh,
2: I, I do find my interest in it waning the further I go. Yeah. I, yeah, again, I would go back to it I, 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 more as probably a
0: social game than as a, uh, I love grinding out for my Luther, Luther coins. What is it? Luther
1: Luther, Luther coins. Yes. Luther mm-hmm.
0: coins, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back. We got some more to talk about, uh, including. Uh, uh, some stuff from the uh, Steam Next Fest, uh, and some stuff from Sony's State of Play. So stick around; we'll be right back. This week's show is brought to you by Factor Rad and Alex. I love eating. Wow. Period. Period. I love eating. It's a bold statement. <laughs> Thank you. I'm feeling very bold today. I love eating delicious ready-to-eat meals that make eating better every day easy.
2: And Factor's here to support me in that endeavor. I was just going to ask you, had you heard about Factor? Because I'm pretty (laughs) sure if you want bold flavor and fresh ingredients, Factor might be the way to go. Alex, you've recently uh, enjoyed Factor. Uh, What'd you you have? They sent me a box full of food. I haven't even had a chance to eat all of it yet, but I have dug in. I had me a uh, chorizo chili for lunch today. Oh, man flavorful is okay. how i would describe it. They also sent me a bunch of uh, protein shakes. Oh, both coffee and chocolate banana flavors. Okay. Those were pretty good. I find <laughs> most protein shakes to be kind of chalky and unpleasant. This was actually pretty tasty. And you what else they gave me? What else? What what else could they possibly have given you? Health shots. <laughs> okay. I drank a thing that I think had lemon and cayenne pepper in it. It was just like a little, like, uh, hey, here's some juice. Drink that down. Make your body not hate you as much. And you know what? I don't know if it made my body not hate me as much, but it was pretty tasty. Very good. Uh, And
0: were they all easy and uh, pretty simple to prepare?
2: Well, especially the shake and the shots, because I just drank those. I didn't have to do anything. But yes, for the food. They send you that food. All you gotta do, follow the instructions. You can microwave it, you can put it in a regular oven. Whatever you gotta do, it does not take very long to prepare. And you've got over 35
0: different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And like Alex alluded to there, there are more than over 55 nutrition packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. In addition to that, you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. I, I could probably do 18 meals per week if you ask me. You don't want to test me on that. <laughs> I could do it. <laughs> I could probably do 18 meals in under a week if you really- Go ahead, me. test me. <laughs> How can you get in on this? Well, head to factormeals.com slash Nexlander50 and use code Nextlander 50 to get 50% off. That's code Nextlander 50 at factormeals.com slash Nexlander50 to get 50% off. Thanks, Factor. All right, we are back. We got some uh, We got some check-ins here, some things that uh, dropped recently. Let's start with something that dropped, and we'll get to the Sony State of Play uh, big kind of wrap-up later. But Silent Hill, the short message, uh, a free little, not even, a, I wouldn't say a chapter of Silent Hill, but a standalone uh, a vignette
1: in the yeah. Silent Hill universe. I don't, I don't think it ties into any other product they have going.
0: So they mentioned Silent Hill in the game, uh, mm-hmm. the Silent Hill phenomenon in, in the game, uh, but this uh, does not look like what they showed in the Silent Hill trailer. Oh, it's, uh, I mean, it's
1: definitely not the Silent Hill 2 remake. And I, yeah, I, I guess what I mean is like, it's not taken from a larger game or they're, they're not doing another game in this style necessarily that plays exactly like this. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this came about and how they came around to deciding to just put it out for free.
0: It's pretty short. I finished it up. Brad, you said you're about an hour in.
1: Yeah, I got about an hour into it and was like, I, this is fine. I feel like I've seen all of this before. I'm going to go back to Suicide Squad if that says anything. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So I, I think it's kind of, um, I, I found this not to be fun uh, uh, as far as a game goes, entertaining. I thought the gameplay, it's a lot of chase sequences. Yeah. And uh, the most interesting, one of the most interesting visual things is the monster, but you're always running away from it. Uh, it's yeah, kind of, it's I, kind of like jittery monster that's chasing you. And I was like, Oh, that looks pretty cool. I can never look at it. Cause I'm, right. then I'm going to die.
1: I, I only did the first chase and the, did some more story stuff after that. But yeah, like you're, I didn't even stop to turn around and look at it, you know, like you yeah. just have to bolt. So they have a look behind you button, uh, you can push,
0: but yeah, you wind up running away. Those are the main action sequences. You wind up running through these, uh, uh, corridors that become more labyrinthian as the game goes on. And you do this maybe two or three times, maybe four times. and By the end, I was just like, I'm so done with this style of thing. Because by the end, you were literally just getting lost in a maze as this monster chases you. And you have your phone out, which has static on it. You know, your Silent Hill static. And as the monster gets closer to you, you get static. The kind of setup for this is basically every teenage trauma, uh, affliction, mental affliction you could have rolled into one story. Like it is okay. very it's very much it is a story of and I mean the game goes out of its way to put up warnings for you to be like, hey, heads up. It, this deals with suicide. This deals mm-hmm. with depression. Uh it doesn't say these other things explicitly, but this game does deal with abuse. This game deals with basically imposter syndrome, loneliness, anxiety, social media, image stuff, body image stuff, uh bullying. All of like the character for me Almost felt like a piece of luggage just carrying around all of these traumas, mm-hmm. and less of like a real character, uh, if that makes sense, or characterization. And I think that for me became some of the problem with this game, which was I don't know if I'm this is resonating or doing anything for me. And there are enough things in there where everybody who plays this is going to find some point to connect to because it's every human misgiving anybody's ever had right like mm-hmm. oh my gosh am i should i be here what am i doing the choices i make you know some more than others uh it's gonna probably resonate with some people it did not for me okay uh and i i found it to be like just a laying it on maybe thick in a way that just did not feel particularly authentic you know how like there are some games like the don't nod games like, Life is Strange, you're like, okay, this could be corny teenage shit, but it's believable. Some and it's, of it's earnest
2: believable. in a way that yeah. I feel like, you know, sort of leaps over the more, like, you know, if you're let's say if you're somewhat cringe-sensitive, I find that even the cringy parts of those games, it, there's at least an earnestness and a sincerity that I kind of appreciate.
0: Yeah, and, and like, you, you're tackling some fairly serious issues, but you're giving it some teenage corniness which makes it all seem a little b- more believable right like sure um this is th- this is deathly serious in what okay. it's trying to i mean portray. it's
2: silent hill i don't i don't remember the last time i played a silent hill thing that had much of a sense of humor
0: yeah that's fair it, yeah yeah you know absolutely and um and the characters are the, the main character is clearly going through some very serious things for that character I just found it to be so ham fisted that I, I and to pi- piled it on so deep mm-hmm. that I was like I am having a tough time finding the character w- within all of this. And, sure, you know, look, a fair criticism might be like Vinny, this game is not for you, and like, okay, I'll, I'll yeah. take that. I'll, I'll take that as it is, and it may not be for me. I just could not connect with too much of that stuff there, and again, they do. This game does portray suicide and and self-harm, and they every time they put the warning up in the beginning, and pretty much every time the character engages with that stuff, they put the warning up again. You see that warning like seven times throughout the game, uh, with the suicide prevention hotline on it. Which I'm not saying is wrong, but it is it is narratively a little weird. Right. Yeah. You, like to, to come up with this screen that's like, hey, just a reminder, if like you're experiencing these things, here's a suicide prevention hotline.
2: Like there yeah. is a degree of that where it starts to feel like that is dominating your experience with the game versus just like, hey, here is an acknowledgement and a sort of like, you know, it, like an upfront warning versus like, a just in case you forgot, we're dealing with this stuff. So here's the suicide hotline again. Like, I'm not saying there's no value in putting that stuff in there at all. I agree. I'm saying yeah. the constant hammering of it almost feels like they are hedging in a way.
0: It, it's a, It's a weird balance. And again, this is all di- divorced from the gameplay, which I think is not that fun, but like, it's a weird balance between, we know we're delving into some really serious topics here. Me being like, I don't think you're handling this that well. And then having that title card come up. That's like, we know we're dealing, <laughs> delving into serious yeah. topics here. And it's like, yeah, I know you are. I'm not sure you're in my interpretation, handling this in a, uh, uh, s- more human way. You know. Yeah. But it's again. Yeah, I think, like you said, Alex,
2: it's a Silent Hill game. It is dealing in the supernatural, is it? So that's the question I yeah, have: is yeah. well, what is Silent Hill anymore?
1: Oh, geez. I mean, we'll we'll get into that more when we talk about the state of play.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's a well. This, I guess. I guess having wrapped this up, you're never quite sure. I guess that's. I guess that's the Silent Hill thing, right? Like, so are it is you, Silent Hill. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's static in it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen too much of what the general popular popular reaction has been to it. I can probably guess the chase scenes are suck. <laughs> like the general consensus is I can't imagine too many people being like, that's a really fun mechanic. Those kind of just suck. It's more, I'm, I'm more curious to go see what people think of the kind of um, narrative they tr- tried to weave with their characters. Gotcha. On, on, on one page is like, this could be a really interesting. Uh, uh, expose is not the right word, but portrayal of the anxiety. It's a lot of social media stuff too, of the anxiety of, Current teenage social media cyberbullying and bullying and and kind of again that imposter syndrome stuff could be, but they go so far they they go so far.
1: Yeah, like there's I'm paraphrasing. There's a line. I mean, there's there's a lot of like um, voiceover that's kind of both in the in the in the character's head, but also like presumably stuff she's heard from people in the past. You know that plays over different scenes. You know, and there's one bit where some dude is just like very sneeringly, just like you got to post sexy stuff if you want followers or something along those lines. And at Mm -hmm. first at first I was like, man, that seems a little on the nose. But, but then again, I was like, I'm I'm sure, I'm sure exactly that is said all the time. I'm sure exactly that's said all the time. Or or even when it, even it's not put in such blunt terms, like that's absolutely the vibe or absolutely the, the expectation these days.
0: Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's that kind of stuff. You get, you get stuff that is like your, your, um, parent telling you I wish you'd never been born right and it's like that just screams out and it's like okay and, you know the main character is like nobody ever liked me and it's like
2: okay I'm getting then, some real subtlety as for cowards vibes off what you're describing here I'm trying to balance my like
0: nice nah, are they just going overboard or are they really being like no this is what you hear it's not what maybe is being said it's what you hear inside your yeah head. okay um you know what I mean like but that's no, not what, what they're mean. that's not what they're going for they're going like this is what people are saying um Silent Hill. I'm not the Silent Hill person.
2: I think... I've enjoyed
0: Silent Hills before.
2: Yeah, I I go back and forth. Like, I've played some of those games. I don't think I've ever actually finished one. I always really admire the atmosphere of especially those first three and kind of what they're going for. That kind of survival horror has never really been my thing. But, you know, I understand why those games are so beloved by people because there is, like, a real... Like, there wasn't much else like Silent Hill when it was kind of hitting at its, at its peak.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think, like, probably the best thing you could say about it is that in the era of Resident Evil, it was, like, the one other franchise that really found its own identity, you know? Totally. Kind of like everybody else was, like, everybody was trying to do survival horror back when it was new, but Silent Hill was the one that came along and was like, okay, this is, like, very distinctively its own thing.
2: And I think that's the thing that gives me a little bit of pause about whatever Konami's current direction is with Silent Hill is that it feels like now it is trying on five different identities and it's trying to see which one is going to
1: work. Yeah. yeah, like I... It's been so long since I played Shattered Memories, I don't know if I can say this confidently. Like This this feels like it reminds me more of something like Silent Hill Shattered Memories than it does like classic Silent Hill, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: I think there's room in there, like you guys are saying, to experiment with Silent Hill. Again, I'm not even sure what a Silent Hill needs to be. Yeah, or, yeah I, I don't mean, think Konami no. is either.
1: Well, you know, like Resident Evil had to reinvent itself a couple of times yeah, to, to yeah. an extent before they kind of landed on where they're at.
0: So th- the interesting thing in this, you find this note that says, they call it the Silent Hill phenomenon, where it's
1: like uh, uh people are seeing teens and people are, are seeing a fog. Fuck, man, is this... Is this just another classic franchise that is now only about itself? Is that where we're going with this? Because <laughs> No, thank you.
0: Like we said, I don't know where this fits into the entire Silent Hill universe. Um, but they call it, and they they say it's named after a town in the you know United States that had called Silent Hill, where this was first. You know, it's not they're not referencing the game in, right. in this thing. Uh, but this 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 the short message is really about teens and being online and depression and cut off. They reference COVID in there. And, um, again, it's, it's a he- it's heavy stuff. I just don't know if it's handled with the kind of subtlety that would have appealed to
1: me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there is some decent visual design in there. Like I, I, I didn't play the whole thing, like I said, but that, that posted note room, you know what I'm talking about pretty early yep. on? Like that, you know, you stuff like that. You see that a lot. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of got the feeling they might bring that back, but that was done well. Like the look of it. Yeah. I a billion was, post-it notes all over the place. Like the, this room is like quite literally wallpapered with post-it notes like that. It, I started to say that must have taken a lot of work. I don't know, actually, but, um, but it's striking. It's like a, it's a striking visual.
0: Uh, did you hit any of the FMV stuff? Yes. Okay. I was definitely yeah.
1: shocked to see some FMV in there.
0: Yeah. At first I was like, man, is this some really hot? No, I think this is actually just FMV. Um, yeah. So the short message is free. If you're a Silent Hill fan, obviously you've probably already checked it out and and gone through it. Again, if you if you're curious about it, they will put up the warnings for you and I'll just give you this right now. It it tries to explore very dark and heavy stuff, self harm suicide, all these things. That is what the game is about. And it is kind of crushing in some ways if you were but it came off as a little ham fisted to me. So I didn't it's not like I felt nothing. It would, just didn't resonate, you know? But like it, it might with some people. So be heads up if you're gonna go into that. It's They will, again, warn you multiple times when when you're getting in. On a different note, but I can tie this in. Mm -hmm. uh, I finished Sea of Stars. Okay. um, And I got the true ending for the game, which I recommend anybody do if you're playing that game. Uh, I really like Sea of Stars. I think it's a great game, Um, you know, in that vein of JRPG and Chrono Trigger and all that stuff. We've talked about that a million times. Uh, One of the most interesting things, though, is at the very end of the game, there is a uh, even beyond the true ending, you can get these this extra kind of meta ending. And uh, I guess spoiler warning here, if you don't want to know anything about this, it is kind of an Easter egg. It's not really narrative focused at all. But, you know, if you don't want to know anything about what's happening at the end of the game, then here's your spoiler warning. But uh, (laughs) you wind up having this very long conversation with what I suspect is a characterization of the developer basically just going into shit like just get not about the game just like life and development and making the game and like the struggles of like uh, again imposter syndrome and I don't know what I'm doing and like you know I, there's this period here where I was just not sure if I should go on and we had like three <laughs> three years left on this thing and it's and you know the character warns just like hey do you want to hear the whole story I'm not going to let you quit until uh, for a while here and you're like yeah, I guess so. I'm like, okay, all right, here we go. It's I've never really quite seen it in a game before, and then you know the character just kind of runs off, and you can do some other stuff. But it was pretty huh. intense.
2: Nobody's doing very well right now, are they? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I mean,
0: you know, it's touching and and weird. My my, my kids were sitting there because I beat the game with them, and they're like, Dad, what's going <laughs> what's, on? What's going on? Uh, I was like, you know. Sometimes adults just need to vent and just yeah. got to gotta put some stuff out there into
2: the world. Game development can be therapy, I guess. Yeah.
0: I ha- Nobody had mentioned that to me, and I was kind of quite surprised to see it in there. Um, and it was, it was cool to see
1: in a way and different. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think if that's a trope of the genre. Like, were there games back in the day where developers put their themselves in the games much? That feels like a thing that happened, but I can't think of any examples.
2: Uh, I-, I certainly can't think of any i
0: don't know uh it was i was going for i didn't get 100 percent. i couldn't get the damn um moon mm. 25 times somebody wants to do it for me um yeah i think it was i think they call it the shopkeeper or uh um uh i'm not sure exactly what they call it If people know if it's a reference then you, you can let me know uh but it was interesting again, CF Stars, pretty cool. I, I thought I had put more time into it than I did, but I think my play time was somewhere in the like high 30s. And mm. I thought it was like a thought I was good being like what I looked at like the 60s or so. Um yeah, good game. Cool. Get the tr- get the true ending. So, All right.
2: th- if you're going to play that
0: game, do it. Uh Alex, yeah. Are we in we are in the middle of another Steam Fest?
2: Yeah, they keep doing these. Next Not that fest? I'm complaining.
0: Steam Next Fest.
2: Next Fest, yeah. Uh, There's a bunch of demos out now. I've downloaded a bunch. I've only managed to get through one of them so far, but I did like the one I played, which is this game, Indica. Uh huh. Uh, It is not about weed. Um, It is. I think we saw this on one of the presentations last year. I don't remember which one, but. It is a game, uh, it is a third-person game that I'd say at very first blush definitely has the the feel of something like a plague tale. Uh, it is sort of exploring environments, kind of running from threats, not really engaging in combat necessarily. Um, but it has a whole other flavor on top of that. So it takes place in what they are describing as an alternate historical 19th century Russia. Uh-huh, you play a nun, uh-huh. Uh, they don't really explain where you are in the story. It's just like one sequence that takes about a little under an hour to play through. Um you dr- you're dropped in and you are paired with this guy who is a prisoner who presume like the way it's described in the backstory as you kind of play through it is he escaped at some point and either kidnapped you or waylaid you from where you were supposed to be. I don't know if you've been excommunicated from your convent or if something else is going on with you, but the devil also talks to you. Okay, as a nun. As a a nun, and she doesn't seem overly thrilled about that. Okay. But on top of that, this sort of like, you know, very atmospheric feeling kind of narrative exploration game, there's a weird element of... Goofiness that has like kind of a retro video game thing to it So like all the fonts in the menus are like straight-up 8-bit 16-bit style like pixels Weird. the little thing in the upper right corner or left corner Which I actually don't know what it's tracking exactly, but there is like a number counter that is also done in that font and The soundtrack alternates between what you would expect the kind of like moody sort of strings and kind of tones in the background with stuff that sounds like it comes out of a retro platformer. Huh. Weird. Like, imagine if Black Narcissus was a environmental platformer. I don't know what that is. It's a very old Technicolor movie that features nuns. Okay.
1: <laughs> like, I, okay. I like I pulled this up on Steam after you mentioned it, and the media on Steam gives absolutely no hint of what you're des- describing. It's all just, like, scenes of very, like, washed-out historical settings. Yeah. That's like it was such a weird detail to not promote or make clear.
2: And it's like, it's interesting. Like, I don't know if it all gels because, again, you're just kind of given this little slice of the game. I don't know how, like, where it starts and where this fits into all of it. But there's a real verve to what Mm -hmm. they are doing here. Like, there's a beast that is chasing you around for, like, I'm going to say, like, the back half of this this demo. Uh, This big, giant dog that's sort of chasing you around. And then it dies at the end. But the end shot of it is the is like you sort of debating with the de- devil about whether the dog is inherently sinful for trying to kill or if it is like actually, you know, it's just doing what its nature. And then the devil being like, well, isn't it technically in a human's nature to also do the things that this dog did? Why are they sinful and not the dog? And the whole time the dog's head... Is like wedged in between the water wheel of this thing, ah. and it's like rotating and hitting the spokes the entire time this conversation is happening, and like goes underwater at one point. It has again this like real gusto that it is going for that I think is kind of awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm sitting I was- here. I, I found a in the gameplay trailer some of the like eight bit or retro pixel art looking like the skill tree and stuff, and like yeah. this is a weird mix. Like I'm wondering if there's more going on in this game than his appearance
2: there is definitely like a fourth wall breaking aspect to it and then the big like the big environmental puzzle that it has in the middle of it like you're you're stuck in this like mill and you're trying to climb your way out of it and the devil's like kind of just saying a bunch of dumb shit to you the whole time and then you get to this one big room and then it starts really going in on you but you have literally a press button to pray And so when it's going in on you, the whole environment goes kind of wonky, like a big chunk of the room like splits out like it's it's weird. Then as soon as you start praying, it all fits back together again. And what you are doing is moving the room in and out, trying to find your way through the platforms to get to the end of the maze, basically.
0: I watched the trailer for it. It looked kind of awesome from the trailer. You're yeah. making it sound even more awesome. I, I kind of want to get in on this.
2: It's interesting, if nothing else. Like, I, I'm not here to tell you that this game <laughs> is definitely going to be awesome, but like yeah. what I played the whole time, the gameplay is a little hanky in places. Like, okay. some of the navigation stuff is not like flawless, but it's got a style, is what Indi- I will say.
0: Indica, that is. Um it's on the uh, Steam Next Fest now with a, uh, according to Steam, Q1 2024,
2: which I guess we are approaching near the end of I mean, some March, of these right? games in Next Fest are out in, like, a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder, I'm going to look on their official page. Maybe they've actually updated this. Uh, that's cool. I like yeah. when things are trying weird
2: stuff. It's, I mean, this is this studio's, I think, second game, and their first game was, like, a VR thing that I never played, so... I, I I I'm taking notice now of these yeah. these folks, and I'm really interested in playing the final version of this. Also, their their
0: key art, their box art is pretty great.
2: Oh yeah, game. with all the nuns sort of like <laughs> laughing around the girl who just looks very like down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, That's you have wild. a steampunk bike at the beginning. Oh, okay. there's a whole steampunk aspect to this too. I think in the background, I don't know. That's neat. Um, Indica, I-N-D-I-K-A. Yeah, uh, check that one out if you're checking out these demos. Um, touch any more Tekken 8? Yeah, I, I have not played much like a dragon yet, uh, this past week, but I did play a firm out more of Tekken 8, um. Do you finish the main story? I'm like two chapters from the end of the main story. I did a bunch of the individual character stories, uh, and I played some more of that arcade mode, uh, Still really enjoying it. I don't know if it's quite got its hooks in me as deep as, as Tekken 7 did kind of at the mm-hmm. outset, but it's not by a major margin. Like, I'm still having a ton of fun with it. I really like all the characters that I've been messing around with so far, though I am still leaning much more toward my grapplers and bears uh, for the sure. most part. Uh, what would you think of the main story stuff? If if
0: Did you get past the big melee battle? Yes, I did. Okay. I yeah. feel like things really start to... They put the pedal down a little bit after that. I think the pedal is
2: down pretty much from the moment that, uh, I mean, spoiler here, very briefly, uh, as soon as uh, Kazuya basically subsumes the devil. (laughs) I think (laughs) that's when shit is really off to the races.
0: Is that really a spoiler or that is just Tekken? I (laughs) mean,
2: he straight up fights the devil and then just makes him, sucks him inside of himself pretty much. Yeah,
0: there's a there's some real interesting and then you find out a guy's an
2: exorcist and then he throws a fucking heaven <laughs> spear at him. It's it's a whole thing, man. Yeah,
0: it's it's pretty neat. I, I was kind of pretty tepid on up until about that big melee battle. And then after that, I felt like things went in the kind of wilder direction I was expecting.
2: Definitely. Uh-huh. Oh, it, it doesn't it doesn't stop, man. And I, I will say again, some of those individual character stories are really stupid in a way okay. that I am super into like the 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 kuma ending is maybe my favorite one so far okay I haven't done kuma yet. I, I haven't gone back since we talked about it last time I I want
0: to I plan to go back and do the sillier uh side story endings yeah they're see, good see, see what happens there uh have you guys seen kept track of like how that game's being received in the in the fighting world?
2: It's mixed. I think. I think most people are enjoying the fighting system. There are some people that are definitely complaining about the net code. Um, mm. You know, uh, it, it's it has it has its detractors, but I don't. I haven't seen anything that severe. It seems like most people who like Tekken are having fun playing this Tekken.
0: Okay. Again, don't trust. I'm having me. fun. I like Tekken for the, I like the fighting games for the story, as we've said over and over. Uh any other th- games you guys want to bring up?
1: Oh. Uh, we playing final fantasy 7 remake but we could talk more about that later
0: hell yeah that uh rebirth demo is out now uh i assume like the last one i didn't check this look into it but i assume like the last one you can bring in your save right they did that on the last one didn't they
1: oh from the demo to the look yes it looks like the rebirth demo progress does carry over into your main yes
0: okay uh because man that's oh that's, that'd be a bummer
1: players who have saved data from the demo will receive bonus items in the full game <laughs>
0: Oh, well maybe I'm playing the demo then. Um, looking forward to checking out rebirth. when yeah. It's coming out. It's yeah. Some- I'd,
1: I, I tried the uh, thanks to everybody who showed up for my solo stream of FF seven remake last week. That was a lot of fun. Yes. Archive getting, up right? getting, yes. Getting back into that. Cause I, by the end of that stream, I felt like I had a good handle on the combat again and forgot that the combat is really fun in that game. Pretty good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you find any good materia?
1: Eh, to find good. <laughs>
0: acceptable karaga kind of
1: material are only as good as you make them
0: i, th- I forget do you you level them up right? yeah when you level them up to equipped. unlock better yeah. spells okay oh i got a lot to, i got a lot to remember as well uh all right i think we're gonna wrap up the games section here uh and we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about the news which some interesting news out there so stick around we'll be right back And we are back and we got some things to talk about here in the news, probably the biggest thing percolating and coming up, bubbling up from the primordial gaming ooze are all these reports as far as I can, if I stick my lick my finger and see which way the wind blow. And apparently Microsoft is just getting out of the console business.
1: That's right. Uh, forever. Say S- right. all no- over again. Nothing, nothing short of Microsoft's entire effort in the video game industry is at stake here, <laughs> <laughs> Brad, what's going That's, on? Dude, a, the wind is blowing. People were acting over the weekend. <laughs>
0: what's happened? It's
1: been a, been a while since I saw something blow up during the weekend and just take over <laughs> the discourse in this fashion. Um, I guess chronologically the way this played out. we talked about this when was it we talked about the possibility of Sea of Thieves and Hi- Hi-Fi Rush coming to PlayStation and Switch, that was like probably was a couple of weeks ago I think. Yeah, early January maybe.
0: It was the rumors we were and people weren't
1: sure which
0: which game was going to come but some Microsoft property.
1: right, right possibly, those were yeah. the, and actually I just saw some data mine apparently turned up evidence of PS5 and Switch in Hi-Fi Rush. Okay. In particular But, like, then, you know, it was like, okay, sure, those are, like, one of those is a quite old game at this point. The other one was a small, downloadable, like, neat game, but still not, like, they're, you know, a tentpole. Yeah. Sure. They might test the waters with something like this. Starfield was the one that really blew it open over the weekend, though. Like, I'm not, like, credit to everybody who has been reporting this stuff, but it's damn near impossible to track who leaked what Mm. or who reported what this weekend. Um, I think it was Xbox era that was out first with the Starfield thing, but it was like a cavalcade of other people that you are familiar with (laughs) who report on video game news thereafter were like, I've heard that this game's coming to PS five. Well, I've heard of this one. You know what I mean? Like, it's like practically their entire portfolio. I feel like at this point, um, it was Starfield first, then Indiana Jones, the machine games one that just got revealed. Um, Gears of War. Mm hmm. Uh, Hellblade two, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like pretty much every big game Microsoft has got in the hopper, somebody in the last three days has come out and said, like, I can report confidently that they are at least talking about bringing this game to the PlayStation Five. Um, but I think Starfield was the one, you know, like Starfield is the seven and a half billion dollar game, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's I- effectively, I mean, Bethesda does a lot of stuff, and I'm not trying to take anything away from any of the other. Very talented, hardworking studios that are under the Bethesda umbrella, but like you buy Bethesda to get Bethesda Game Studios, right? Right. Like, regardless of how Starfield turned out subsequently, like that was the one, you know? So to hear Starfield might be coming to the PS5.
0: It's a big, de- it's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, but if but it's
1: of true. It, a, 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 yes, if it's true. Like, I've certainly seen people we know float the possibility that like oh is this a fight going you know the classic situation is there a fight going on Hmm. inside of xbox and somebody is leaking this just to either drum up public support or to reveal what the backlash looks like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. yeah people sometimes leak things in private corporate fights to try to like shore up their position
2: or put the kibosh on it
1: right um who knows, like a bunch of people immediately, especially people who are, let's say, a little too invested in their choice of console <laughs> mm, platform. Yeah. yeah. Seem to have climbed up way too high. <laughs> like,
2: They're at the top of that water tower now yes, and they don't know how to get down.
1: Yes, pretty much. Yeah. Uh yeah, some some like people are people are straight up acting like Microsoft's about to exit the console business, which like I don't think so.
0: So I
2: yeah sorry, go ahead, Alex. No, it's just like I, I with everything I, I read a bunch of this stuff over the weekend, and what I gathered was that while there is, it does feel like there is at least some genuine reporting about the possibility of some of this stuff. It's like you said, people are taking this po- these possibilities and running with them in a way that is just completely unreasonable. Even if. Things are, in fact, exactly as dire as the most ardent fanboys are making it out to be. There is a reality here that has to be faced, which is that Microsoft's attempt at this console generation has not gone as well as certainly they would have liked it to. Yeah. And I don't know what the long-term viability of the Xbox brand and as a console maker is. That said... Nothing about the way Phil Spencer and the the games team at Microsoft has approached this stuff leads me to believe that they would just go out there and say, hey, by the way, we're not making consoles anymore. Go play Halo on PlayStation. Like, right. that's not what they're going to do. I feel like at the absolute most, what we are talking about here is the thing we were talking about at the beginning. They are going to test the waters with a couple of games that are not vital to their exclusive pro- portfolio. See what that does for them. And I think they are going to write out the rest of this console generation as is, and they will make their their choice the next time they have to make that choice.
1: Yeah. Yes. I mean, not to put the cart before the horse, but if we're straight up talking about, <laughs> is there going to be another Xbox or not? Like,
2: couldn't I tell still, you.
1: I still feel pretty confident there will be another Xbox, but is it guaranteed? No. No. Like, like there is a chance. Like, would we have said? two, three weeks ago, there will not be another Xbox? Absolutely not. Of course, we would have said there's going to be another
0: well, one. Well, no, I think we've been talking about this for a while. Like, is, that, yeah. is Xbox getting into the app business? Is it getting into the service business?
1: Well, well they is are, Xbox like, a the thing, PC though.
2: brand at some yeah, I mean, point, yeah. you know?
1: It, it's all those things. Yeah. The, the, but the, the question here, though, is, like, are they like cutting one of the legs off of that table, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like the, 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 the thing you didn't f- see coming is you assumed they were always going to put out their own turnkey solution to play their games if you don't have a good PC if you don't have somebody else's platform, you know, like there, there was always going to be, hey, Some we kind have of a box. box. Yes. Hey, we have a box for you to play our games and play Game Pass on if you don't want anything else. And like that might not exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it probably will, at least for one more generation. But who can say? Yeah. Uh, I Nothing I, is
2: guaranteed.
0: I think we yeah, I think in this conversation we have been talking about Microsoft you know what we from that streaming box right to the nuts the streaming box not existing to microsoft trying to get game pass on other consoles you know they have been pushing out into places that could hint that hardware i think like you said brad is not the sole pillar of their you know thing but a leg on a multi-legged table maybe even more than four legs yeah uh it's funny you mentioned Starfield being this thing, too, because that's initially my thought of, like, Starfield. It's like, You might as well put Master Chief on there. And then was like, well, if you're in a boardroom and you're like, how do we get our money? Did Starfield sell as well as we wanted to? How do we get more money from Starfield? What if we put Starfield on other platforms? You know, Starfield then starts to make some sense to me of... Did I don't know if Starfield underperformed for their sales. I assume
2: it I did. I truly have no idea what yeah. their projections were. Yeah. I feel like they probably had very lofty goals
1: for it. Yeah. Uh, I mean it was it was in that top twenty that we talked about. I mean, that was not entirely complete data, but it was relatively complete and it was even even, you know, being on Game Pass, it was still yeah. It didn't it come in around like number ten or eleven for the year or something?
2: Yeah, so I it was I in the know, top 20 pretty firmly.
0: So I don't know what that means in terms of like what their projections were for it. Did they want it to be a chart topper? I, I don't know. Did they want it to be the number 1 game of the year cuz yeah. that wasn't going to happen, <laughs> but um so you know, do you look at those things and again, in, in a room being like what if we put this on another platform? What what happens there and do we rec- recoup costs? How does this work with their acquisition of uh Blizzard Activision? They kind of right. some of the rulings they some of the things that may have happened in the EU, and some of those things like Ubisoft publishing there or taking over their game pad—is that what it was? Ubisoft was taking no over streaming cloud service, cloud service stuff in in yeah. the EU, and like
1: or just UK, I think. Just, UK, just UK? I
0: UK, yeah. Um, you know, things are things are moving around, right, in, in a business model for Microsoft, where I feel like this. If I saw Starfield on a PS5, yes, I would be have to do a triple take, but then I could be convinced, like, okay, this is them trying, like you
2: said, trying the wa- testing the waters out here, trying some other stuff. I think they have to, though, it. is the thing, right? Like, the reality is they're not going to catch up the rest of this console generation. No. I think they can probably get Xbox in a better place, depending on what kind of moves they make, but I don't think they're going to win it. Like, that's just not in the cards for this generation, because we're already about halfway through it, if if the years and numbers normally bear out. Yeah. The main thing, though, is that, like, I just, nothing is guaranteed anymore, and Microsoft has been in a very weird place ever since the Don Matrick era. You know, they've made mm-hmm. a lot of moves, they've spent a lot of money, but the number of games and the number of sales that have come out of that have not necessarily bore a ton of fruit. They've, done, they've had stuff that has been successful, but none of it has been exceedingly successful.
1: Yeah, it really just feels like the games have not been there, which is not to say that they have not put out good games. they've put, no, out, they put plenty, out plenty of good plenty games. Plenty of great games over the last, gosh, 11 years now. Since, yeah. Well, a little over 10 years since the uh, Xbox One came out. Um, I think that the platform, like, they righted the ship on the platform, like, 100%. Like, just the... What the box is, you know, getting the cable box, like, all-in-one entertainment center shit out of there, making it a video game platform again, like, making the dashboard better. Yeah. Like, quality of life stuff, like, quick resume, like, the the platform is as good as the PS5 or better in some respects, right? Yeah. Like, I think the console experience is great, but, like, Halo Infinite didn't really hit. Like, Gears has kind of been spinning its wheels. It does not
2: seem like Forza did as well as they wanted it to.
1: Yeah, like... They've got they've got interesting stuff here and there, but like for for especially for the amount of studios they have acquired over the last several years, like I just don't feel like the extremely strong first party output has been there that they would need to really drive sales of their thing, which Here's is certainly a, reflected in the they don't report console numbers. But did we talk about this? Um, this uh, what is it? Ampere I think did this uh, this analysis last year that the PS5 outsold the Xbox three to one last year. Yeah. We talked I, can't remember. I, like we I think, I think we did not talk point. about that on, on this podcast. Yeah. Like, you know, that's not, it's not great.
0: No. Um, games industry biz has a report here from October 25th, 2023 revenue up 13% year on year this is for Microsoft operating income up 25% net income up 27%. um, personal computing including Xbox revenue up thir- up 3%, 13.7 billion, Xbox content and services up 13%, gaming revenue up 8%, Xbox hardware revenue down 7%, right? So like software, services, everything up but the hardware revenue, right? And yeah. if you're and if you're looking again, if you're internally looking at that stuff, and I think you guys have hammered this point home, you're probably not turning that around. Not all the way. Where do you double down, right? Yeah. Um. Get those games out. The I don't know. I don't know.
2: I think again. I think what they probably do is they are writing out this generation bare minimum. I think they are going to keep selling the hardware as long as that this generation is going, and they will take a long hard look about what the next generation of Xbox is, if it even is a box or not. Um. The real thing in all of this is that if Microsoft does in fact find themselves getting out of the console market, either This week or several years from now, Don Matrick's going to have to go into hiding. (laughs) That man is going to have to wander the Northern Territories like fucking Logan.
1: Dude, it's (laughs) fucking, I still cannot, even now, still cannot believe things played out the way they did after the momentum they had with the 360. Everything they did right with that platform, all the (laughs) exclusives and like big games they had. Yeah, what happened? I mean, I know what happened, but still, how did that happen? You got rat fucked by a bad executive. That's what (laughs) Um, happened. Yeah, I mean, I you know he he bears plenty of blame. I'm I'm sure he was not the only person around there though who no who was looking at you know I mean, I guess in some sense they did have a reason to believe that like hey this could be the epicenter of the living room soon. Look how many people are watching Netflix on this thing. You know, like look at how many people are using this for not like they basically started apps on consoles. You know, like to be fair, 360 basically. I mean, I, I could be, I could be like wrong in a technical sense here, like maybe, maybe the Netflix ad disc for the Wii shipped first or something. You know what I mean? But like, Netflix on 360 was huge. You know, like yeah. that was a thing people did with their consoles, and they're like, you know, I guess to some extent they were like, hey, we could make this like all things to all people, and then they super didn't.
2: Well, I think. It's not that I think they made universally bad bets. I think there are aspects of what the Xbox One was that bore out as indeed being reasonably forward thinking for some of where the console market was heading. The problem was they threw so much of that TV stuff in the upfronts. Yeah. Like, they made they really de-emphasized the gaming aspect of it. HD and then, DVD? Yeah, and when it became time to deliver the messaging about why that stuff was important, they had nothing but just sort of an impertinent kind of pissy kind of reaction to the idea that maybe that's not what people want from a console you know and that's where they like you can wobble a little in your messaging but if you wobble at the exact wrong time you're going to fall off the fucking bike and that's what happened they wobbled at the worst possible time and then Sony literally just they threw them an underhand toss and Sony just connected that's it like
1: (laughs) Sony stuck a knife in them like I've never seen one company knife another company because you know, yeah, they between, I, made it so easy. Between, yeah. Between between undercutting them on price, not to sit here and relitigate uh the launch of old consoles or whatever, no. but like between between undercutting them on price and the D R M kerfuffle and the straight up like here's how you share games on the PS four, even though Sony now has basically also completely gone down that DRM route. Uh but at the time, like that one two punch just like I think they're they're still they are still trying to come back from that and I it, yeah.
2: I've seen some people say that, you know, the, the I, I forget if it was analysts or just people talking, but like, you know, and I think this point is correct. They lost the worst possible generation to lose, hmm. not because it was the biggest one, but because it was the one where everyone started building their digital libraries. It was oh, the one I... where everyone really started bu- like buying into downloadable games on consoles way beyond just the Xbox 360 arcade stuff. And once you had kind of made a lot of those purchases and made a lot of those you know library decisions, you're not going to just switch to the other console the next time around. I want to say Microsoft said that
0: that might have been Phil's may be, maybe I it was remember but a yeah whole thing actually yeah, yeah.
2: and it, well, if, if Phil said it, then he's right, and he understands. because like, yeah, that is 100 percent true. like I own both these consoles yeah. and I have big digital libraries, but I am the the edge case, right most people don't do that.
0: Yes, you 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 got deep into the ecosystem. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's. We'll, we'll again TBD on any of this. So Microsoft Phil Spencer has said they'll. <laughs> we're listening to the fans. We'll have more. We'll uh, they're going to talk about
2: it as of this recording next week. Um, don't listen to all event. the fans, man, because they are saying some <laughs> truly out of pocket shit yeah, out there. There's, there's
1: some really deranged stuff going on out uh, there. <laughs>
0: What, when was the HD, HD DVD was early, th- late 360?
1: Um, I don't remember what year that was. Uh, no, that would have been early Is it early? Because Blu-ray, remember, like Blu-ray debuted with the PS3. Yeah, when
2: so they, in like, in I think around
0: 06.
1: Yeah, so it was like 06, 07 when they made that big push.
0: What a different world we could have lived in if they just won the format wars. We yeah. could have, you know, they could have broken the consortium. I think Blu-ray
2: was legitimately a better format.
0: <laughs> mm. uh, did you guys ever own one of those drives?
1: Yes, yes and no. No, somebody sent one to the office. Okay. Uh, at some point with a bunch of their movies, most of them still unopened. Okay. Um,
2: Alex, did you have one? I never had one, but I've seen some HD DVDs. Like, okay. I, I knew someone <laughs> that had one of the players. Uh,
0: yeah. I I bet we wind up in some situation where we. It's probably some of both, at least for the next five plus years. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, They're like
1: gonna I dip d- their toes. Yes, like I, I, would expect even, even if, even if everything is true and all these games are coming over, I still would expect it's like a relatively long, like ex- exclusivity period or something. Yeah, time you know? exclusive. It's, it's be, you know, like Sony's doing the same thing with PC already. You know, like <laughs> all of Sony's big games are coming to PC now on a delay. Like this could absolutely just be basically the same thing except to to the console with a may, way bigger install base I,
0: I i haven't um i haven't dove too much into kind of the real fan kind of a uh, uh, flag waving on this stuff but is from what you guys can gather and i know you can't read their minds but i'm sure you could read their blog posts or whatever they're putting their tweets or whatever they're shouting out there is it is it like you're betraying putting it on another console betrays the like sanctity of this console mm. or is it <laughs> they're I'd, not definitely not saying the PS5 is a better console why would i play it on an xbox right
1: i mean my, the, i think the most generous interpretation you can give of that stuff is that they are worried that this is undermining the platforms they've invested in and that it's going to go away in the future that this is like a bad move
0: that they love the hardware itself or the idea no, the ecosystem so well,
2: much I, I mean that's what they're saying but let's be real it is a deep paranoia that I bought the wrong $500 yeah, box yes, that's sure. all it is yes yes I,
1: I, I do think the people who look at this and just go like oh you're just being like a shitty gatekeeper and you don't want other people to play these games are wrong mm. I think it's much more what Alex said that it is absolutely
0: back the wrong horse did I this.
1: did I back the wrong horse mm-hmm. and is the horse that I backed going to <laughs> get taken out behind the barn now that this is happening
0: yeah look I look, I, I I don't want to lose my Xbox library, but I feel like that's not in danger of happening. I don't think that's what they're talking about. Y- no. Yeah.
1: No. I mean, like you could like, I mean, like kind of like you were talking about with like the different line items on their, on their revenue report or whatever, you know, like they, Microsoft just wants to make money. Yeah. And granted, they're not going to like sink hundreds of millions of dollars into, into a an initiative that's losing. Most of that money, you know, like if, if their hardware sales like really tank, obviously they're not going to do it forever. But like, you know, we mentioned recently they are a three trillion dollar company now. Yeah, yeah. Like as long as the Xbox is making some money in hardware, if they're making money from all these different things. Right. Then like they don't have any reason not to keep putting hardware out as long as it's still doing well enough to keep people playing games on it. Right. Like, again, maybe the hardware business tanks enough that it's not worth it anymore. And then they do go software only streaming only, that kind of thing, but I wonder but how like, it is. Like, I, I guess like the point I'm making is just like, hey, like if anybody has the resources to keep putting out Xboxes uh, as one option out of several, like they do.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as communities build and online games build and Microsoft has, you know, pretty good hooks into the PC, let's say, uh, they, if they can bring in other bases for online games. I'm sure they look at that as more monetization of people off platform, right? That's mm-hmm. a like that's where we just talked about Suicide Squad. A lot of games here are trying to get that monetization outside of launch, right? And, and how do you keep a live service thing going? And it's people and they've I feel like Microsoft has talked around this a lot. Yeah, this they have. Yeah. So we'll see. I you, you think we get a fairly clear answer of what the next Steps are when when they have whatever they have next week. I think I, I, it's
1: as as of the shitstorm, they yes, I think they're probably going to make sure their messaging is pretty clear.
0: You think it's like number one, your Xbox console is not going away. Number two, you can expect certain titles mm. to see. We want to. We want the world to play certain titles out there.
1: It's hard to, this is just kind of my read on like how Phil Spencer's like stagecraft or Uh demeanor, you know, as a public figure. Like I don't, I don't see him coming out and doing damage control so much as doing a more like uplifting here. This is, here's why this is good for everybody kind of thing.
2: These games will always be available on your favorite Xbox console Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I do think some rewrites are probably happening right now, just to make sure that <laughs> yeah, they they, I mean, they they try and quell a little bit of the uprising.
1: I, th- I think it was um I think it was Jeff Grubb of of of, of Giant Bomb. Oh yeah, uh, I think had said like day like the day before, or even like hours before Phil tweeted this that some kind of business focused event was coming for like the end of the month. Okay. I believe is what he, I mean that you know that timing could have been floating around, but the point is I wonder if they actually moved this up a little bit because they knew they couldn't sit on it forever while this was going on.
2: Yeah.
0: So when Phil comes out to do this one in a uh, a horizon shirt that we would uh, with Aloy uh or I guess you
1: know <laughs> man I would yes yes it's everybody knows he's got his penchant for wearing t-shirts with games he likes on them like if he comes out in a <laughs> Kratos yes he, he, he should he should come out in the Jack and Daxter shirt or something um
0: yeah I, I don't know yeah it's weird I, I look Also, if this happens and some games do start getting out to other platforms, you know, it's going to be on Sony to also be like, hey, yes, no. And then also be like, do they reciprocate? Is that a world where now we get stuff moving on cross-platform in ways that we've never seen before? Do we shake hands? Do Xbox and Sony say, look, the console wars are over. It's now the live service wars. Who monetizes the backend transaction?
1: Who knows (laughs) who monetizes the monetizers? That's right. Um, I don't know. Who knows, man? Maybe, maybe this is some kind of gateway to some amount of game pass getting onto a PlayStation. Who knows? Who knows what they have been talking to Sony about? I don't know.
0: Maybe the Switch 2 is just an Xbox. I don't <laughs> maybe know, man. maybe when Nintendo gets out there they're they're just making an Xbox. Put like, Mario on the Xbox.
1: Kind of uh, mentioned this was very recent I think like a couple of weeks ago the CEO of Sony not not the head of PlayStation I mean the CEO of Sony uh-huh. said in an interview that like basically the same stuff you know like PlayStation PlayStation will remain our core product but we will expand our gaming experiences to PC, mobile and cloud, you know? Like There you go. Everybody is diversifying because that's just the direction of the business. You know, this definitely seems a little more dire uh, because they are trying to make up this big shortfall, but you know, it's not like, it's not like Microsoft is the only one pivoting and expanding and stuff. Things are just going to look weird in five years.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, if you, uh, I I want to just reiterate this because I feel like it's my main point here. If you have acquired all these studios and are now making all this software Somebody in a room is going to say, How do we sell more copies of this? What's the mm-hmm. number one selling console? It ain't ours. You know. Yeah. Can we put yeah. it on this other
1: thing? Like yeah, like I was tempted to say to the people freaking out that the Xbox is going to die or whatever. Like, you know, they didn't they didn't just invest seventy five billion dollars in acquisitions over the last four years yeah. to cut and run, you know, or like pull right. the plug or whatever. At the same time, that's probably cold comfort to the people who think they just bought the wrong console. Totally. Yes. Because they could have uh, bought a PS five three years ago and and they will get to play these games too.
0: Just saying the only way to make good on this is to, uh, reintroduce that, uh, game pass for $1 a month. Thing.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, mm-hmm. uh, that's if, right. you're, if, you're, if you're listening,
0: that's, right. that's really the only way to do this again. And, uh, let me buy 12 months of game pass again for a dollar.
1: Yeah. I actually, the last thing I was just going to mention, like on, on the topic of, will there be another Xbox or not? Like, I don't know. They, they have to commit fairly soon, I guess. Hardware wise. Yeah. Yeah.
2: If they're going to start developing,
1: I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure they are already in design on it at a minimum.
0: But you but mean like put the order in for chips? Yeah, I
1: mean that stuff. I think doesn't happen until like the last year or whatever. Mm-hmm. For all the manufacturing. I'm just ballparking. I don't know for sure, but like that's a big enough investment and requires enough lead time that if they're going to pull out of the idea, they're probably gonna have to do it pretty soon.
0: I just don't see it. Not yeah. not this one.
1: I and I and look, I'm I've
0: been out there waving the flag for. Microsoft is probably going to get out of the hardware business. And I still don't see it that in the near not like this. Yeah. In fact, yeah.
1: uh, you know, again, like a company with that deep of, of pockets, like it almost seems like you just play it safe and go ahead and make the investment. Yeah. Even if you're not sure it's going to pay off, just like the, the cost, the cost of, who knows, maybe Sony explodes yeah, or something, you know, maybe like maybe, maybe there's some opportunity they don't see coming right now that like the cost of not having a box ready. It's not like you can change your mind if you already pulled out.
0: Well, like I was saying, Sony out there announcing their state of play, the state of the play. What is the state of the, the state of the play is healthy. Uh, they went out there and they had a state of play uh, last Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday I believe. Um, And it was a it was pretty chock-a-block. Yeah. Some, um, I, I would say the first half of it, I wasn't like all up
1: on the edge of my seat, but it's most like ports and stuff. And yeah. any thoughts on the Sonic? business not really Uh,
0: my kids are gonna love it
1: okay sure
0: um dave the diver coming in Uh uh-huh uh that was the game with the um uh anime ish game blade seller blade seller blade seller blade yeah uh we got the until dawn stuff which i thought didn't maybe my memory it's one of those things where my memory of until dawn is better than what it actually looked like i didn't think it actually looked no, this, that looks, much this
1: is like totally different
0: yeah I, like when i was watching i was like yeah totally until dawn this looks exactly like how i remember it
1: yeah so kind of the whole back half is like all <laughs> new stuff or reveals i guess y- yeah for the most part well, a couple exceptions but yeah that until dawn remake is one of those like they're remaking it in unreal engine 5 so it's not. I I figured it would just be a little remaster or whatever, mm-hmm. but they're like rebuilding the whole game. They they made a big deal about giving it a third person camera, which I'm trying to think. Like, do all the Supermassive games have fixed camera angles? I guess they oh. do, right? So they've never had like a f- traditional behind the back like follow you around third person camera, have they?
2: Jeez Louise! No, I thought they did. I don't. I can't think they of one. Did like too. I'm trying to
1: think back to the quarry is mostly like I'm not saying the camera is completely static like it follows you a, a bit as you There's move There's like the over the shoulder
2: the, view in a lot of cases there?
1: Okay uh, anyway for 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 whatever reason in the blog post about this remake they okay. like, they make a big deal out of the fact that it has a proper third person camera now for the first time Okay sure. also I don't think it's super massive doing this remake it's a different studio
0: Yes I saw that in the in the trailer uh blurb um
1: yes yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. After after the quarry, I thought about going back and playing until dawn, but I might as well just play this better version now.
0: Until dawn's great, it's fun game. Um, Silent Hill two. This is yes. where the Silent Hill short message. The short message was was shown and announced. Uh, in Silent Hill two.
1: Yeah, is this the first time they've shown gameplay from this remake of two?
2: <sighs> they've shown little pieces here and there, but I feel like this was definitely the most substantial, like in a row, gameplay they have shown yeah i I don't know
1: (laughs) yeah it looks very it looks very modern resident evil sure yeah which i guess i guess of course you would do that
2: i look i'm again i'm not the biggest silent hill fan in the world and i am definitely not uh here to say that they have definitely fucked this up in some way because i just don't have that level of attachment to it but man i was not excited about Bluber team doing this before and none of what I saw here made me feel like that was unjustified
1: yeah I mean it doesn't look bad but I you know I also don't have the attachment to Silent Hill I played the first two some when they came out Mm -hmm. like I can't say for sure how authentic well I mean I, I can say one thing there's no there's no shot in this of just dude wandering around in streets so foggy you can only see about 10 feet in front of your face yeah which feels like the quintessential Silent Hill experience to me um, it's a
0: very action-y trailer they show. Yeah,
1: it's a lot of third-person shooting and more third-person shooting and some puzzles. <laughs> like like puzzle. I said, very, very recent Resident Evils. Somebody uh,
0: turns a, a wheel, like a Steam wheel at yeah. some point. So
1: I don't know. It makes me think back to playing those games, though. Like the, the PlayStation 1 hardware was so limited that those games, at least in parts, the way I remember them, they're almost like kind of impressionistic in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they could show so little at one time with all the fog and everything that like, like very much like your mind just had to fill in a lot of the horror that you couldn't see kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Like pyramid head only had a, a couple of sides for a reason, right? There's it's only so much geometry you could do on. Yeah. Yeah. On a, on a head. Um, what'd you guys think of rise of Ronin? It
1: rise looks all right. Um, yeah, it looked okay. I've been kind of curious about that game. That's team Ninja, right? I, I think so. Yes. Um, it's like their their open world 19th century Japan game. Yeah, uh, it looks okay. Like graphically, not blowing my mind at all. I no. So interesting. Like, okay, I'll say this: the part where he grapples a guy who's up on a watchtower and just pulls him down to the ground. I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um it had it some was,
2: interesting flourishes and I I did like the like what they showed of just kind of walking around in that world cuz I do think that is actually kind of a novel setting for a game in Japan but I don't know I just I I'm trying to think of the last team ninja thing that really got me excited and it's been some time
1: It definitely definitely looks like team ninja combat I mean the mix of guns and swords seems
2: yeah, like, like long cool. didn't do a lot for me. I was never really got into the Neo games, though I know some people fucking love them. So mm. maybe this is just not aimed at me.
0: I think for me, <clears throat> it started, it was, I like the stuff, I think it's earlier in the trailer, the city stuff seemed more interesting than the yeah.
2: out-in-the-field stuff. Like that's, the whole, that's where I came off yeah. on it too.
0: I, I like that they're doing... Uh, i would i don't know i guess I'll call it fantastical weaponry like the grappling hooks and then the the i think he's got a flamethrower at some point and like uh oh, we'll make you some we'll we'll fill out your fantasy of what this should be versus the reality uh that's that's fun but yeah it when when it cut to the stuff that was out in the the kind of bigger field just looked like a game I had played already um versus the city stuff, which is like cool i like city yeah. stuff take me take my Ronin into the city. I'll give that uh, one a shot if nothing else. Brad, you going to put on the VR for Metro Awakening?
1: Uh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> that seems like that could be a cool VR thing.
0: Sure. I, I mean, I'm so behind on Metro. I just Oh yeah, I I
1: would not even attempt to try to catch <laughs> up on anything. I would just try it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know there's the, there's the potential issues around first person shooter VR stuff that is inherent to the whole activity. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a lot of moving around, it could be pretty nausea inducing. But other than that, this seems like a pretty cool setting for VR stuff.
0: Yeah. I'll take uh, a, I'll take more on the VR.
1: You know what? I was actually kind of super interested in is this legendary tales. The other game, the one that looks super goofy. Uh, yes. Which actually is launching the day this podcast goes up.
0: Oh, is okay. It's out already. Yeah. That looked, that looked very VR.
1: Yes. So it looks like it's going for it. <laughs> Um, it just looks very like unapologetically like hey <laughs> what if Skyrim but physics on all the, on everything sure. mm-hmm. like what if you were actually swinging all the stuff and all the swords interacted with each other interestingly and like I don't know this looks kind of bananas in a way like it looks generic <laughs> yes. in one sense but also it looks like it's multiplayer
0: and there's also I think some uh, magic casting in it yeah, too yeah there's which... magic
1: It's it's straight up it looks like it's straight up dual hand like sword and magic type stuff <laughs> very physics driven. Yeah. Also there's a captain America shield. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this just looks kind of bananas. Uh, I still also there's don't. the Thor hammer. Now that I watched the trailer again, I forgot that you straight up get your hammer struck by lightning.
0: Oh, right. It's like the teaser at the end or something, right? This,
1: this looks a little shameless in a way that I'm kind of into.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Look again, I love some silly VR. A lot of times the sword playing VR just has me going up to guys and just trying to clip through and stab them and break the break the VR, but I'll do it Yeah, right above it.
1: I, I may have to try this at some point.
0: Uh, What else? Oh, the Judas stuff. Yeah. I, you know, it kind of got me back on, actually. I don't know. It, it did more for me than the initial thing. I
2: don't know. Yeah? I I'm getting a real feeling like... Maybe Ken Levine knows how to make exactly one kind of game. Definitely.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm straight up shocked at how Bioshock it does look. You're Bioshocked?
2: Also, I'm going to be real the way that game is described in its description has a real like people got mad at me on Twitter. So I wrote a whole game about it kind of feel the Mm. whole like, oh, it's a society where everyone tears each other apart for the good of the people and the government and all that stuff. And it's like, uh, did did you get some teenagers yelling (laughs) at you and now you're you're stewing about it? Because that's what this reads like. I like the part where
0: they rebuild the skin on the
2: hand. Yeah, that looked cool. There's some neat visual flourishes in there, to be sure. Like it, it, it's not that it looks bad. It's just that, listen, I read a lot of Chuck Palahniuk books. Uh huh. That guy writes one book over uh-huh. and over again for the most part. Yeah. I kind of feel like maybe Levine is in the same boat.
1: God, I just I'm I'm looking at it again. I, I missed this detail the first time. There's like this cowboy guy on stage singing or whatever. The audience is full of lit up thumbs downs. <laughs> Like everybody's just got signs apparently that light up, as <laughs> thumbs up and down that you use to signal like, to the performer. That's not
0: commentary on society. That's
1: just science, no. right? No, that's uh, yeah, maybe a little definitely not. Um, like it's the art design and the dual handing, like gun and plasmid stuff. Really, that to me is just like, man, that is like, I get, I get having a wheelhouse, but like this is just that again. <laughs>
2: Especially considering. All the time, he has been sitting, working on presumably whatever this is—his narrative Legos project, well, shutting down irrational and starting his his new store his studio and all that stuff. Like, this is—I was kind of maybe wondering if he was going to try and break out a little more from just what we know of Levine.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it is the the, the the maybe narrative Legos is getting a little overplayed at this point, but whatever it is they're doing, uh. That's that's the thing I'm interested in. Like, yeah, and they could totally fail to deliver on that. Uh, But yeah,
2: we don't know. I'm just saying it's like that as a first impression. I was just like, oh, okay, still um, doing this. Yeah,
1: I I guess I guess what I mean is if 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 the story like branching and and decision making is actually as robust and flexible as they say it is, then like I can live with everything else about this kind of just looking like that again. Mm -hmm. If it does something really interesting with just because I feel like that doesn't get explored that much like um I think like dying light 2 is the last game i can think of that tried to like really branch the game dramatically and make things change quite a bit based on decisions mm-hmm. yeah and they're, it- they're kind of like hyping this up even beyond something like that and so either this is a lot of hype or yes. it's going to be pretty interesting from a like kind of narrative flow standpoint
0: it's a tough thing to pull off yeah Speaking of wibbly-wobblies, I, this, I'll tell you, i say it again, this got me more excited for Judas than I was at the initial reveal. I think the initial reveal, I was like, I played Bioshock. That was my initial reveal thing, but this seemed to visually be at least kind of interesting to me. Uh, I, maybe it's because I like sci-fi stuff. Give me some good sci-fi. Yeah.
1: Nonsense. I mean, you know, looking at like kind of the, the style, what is this kind of like turn of the century looking style, like the robots have this ramshackle, almost seampunk looking vibe. Yeah. Like it really internally looks like more rapture, you know, like they did Rapture Underwater, then they did Rapture in the Sky, and now they're rapture doing Rapture in Space. In space. Um
0: your raptures in space.
1: Maybe that's core to what he's the story. Maybe that's maybe there's actually like self self reflective commentary going on here. I don't know.
0: Maybe us ties hope so. in. Um, you know? maybe you will get a plasmid.
1: There was all that business at the end of Bioshock Infinite, you know. Mm-hmm the
0: you've there's the gonna be a lighthouse always
1: always a man in a lighthouse and blah 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 like who knows i'm, I'm giving some benefit of the doubt here <laughs> uh
0: anything but really else?
1: really it's just the mechanical stuff that i'm curious about with the storytelling sure
0: uh anything else you guys want to uh jump on quickly here before we um probably get to what the biggest thing here which was too? I, I
1: think that kind of is everything else dragon's dogma they showed briefly that was yep. fantastic looks good i'm very curious to try that
0: uh, i think there's hell divers 2 stuff but that's coming out in like a day or two
1: yeah there's stuff uh, at the front like phone stars and hell divers which is basically out
0: yeah uh v rising which is a game i still wanted to play um from the pc but um kind of just looks like original witcher to me I, I don't think it is but it always looks like it but death stranding 2 oh yeah uh here we you got go your, buddy your big Boy. cinematic trailer here I watched it two times. Then I watched somebody else watch it and talk about it because I was like, I don't think I remember enough about Death Stranding to what's who what's going on here. Uh, and then they were like, I don't know what's going on either. I'm a Death Stranding expert and I don't know what's going on here. Like We can only just assume. So what do you guys think?
2: I... I'm on record saying Uh, that there were things about Death Stranding that I admired. Mostly, I think that the exploration of the world and the traversal stuff was kind of neat. I thought the infrastructure stuff was a a neat system. I thought it had some really good-looking technology in it, the sci-fi tech. uh The rest of it is kind of where it lost me. (laughs) And what I have seen of this so far... Does not give me a great deal of hope that maybe Kojima right, learned the right lessons from that game, or at least the lessons that I would have liked to have learned him to learn because they are really leaning into the, look at all the celebrities we got, and here's more <laughs> Death Stranding.
1: For sure. George Miller. Uh-huh. Mm. L.L. Fanning. Yep. Uh-huh. Dude, you- to his credit, a lot of the people he has tweeted about coming by to be scanned actually are in his games now. Like at least we can see, <laughs> at least we can we can see there was a proof or there there was a purpose to him collecting all those digital scans besides just wanting to possess celebrities and some yes form.
0: Catch them all.
2: Uh, no, I, I I know. Like I've joked about this a lot. I know that he was doing this because he was probably going to try and find a way to turn a lot of these people into NPCs, if not actual voice performers, but. I don't know. Like, there are some neat flourishes in that trailer that I like, and there are some that I don't. Uh, I thought the stuff with uh, Fragile uh-huh. uh, and her weird gloves that are a necklace that also smoke for her are pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I light her cigarette, I guess. Yeah. The, the
1: gloves are kind of interesting. That that little marionette, was, I'm 100% on board with that marionette. That's the like other it, one I liked. That, that dude rules. I think it's
0: also like a German director. I, I don't know the, the who kojima did you, who did you say it was uh, uh, I, did he it was i again i saw i was looking at a lot of write-ups of these things because I, I don't know hollywood and i don't know okay who, who the people are to get uh, who plays
2: I, the puppet in death stranding too <laughs> uh yeah so i look i thought those things were cool yeah no those were the things i thought were cool i don't think the lightning guitar guy is as cool as kojima thinks it's cool
1: I I think it, it's entirely absurd. Like, yeah, I, I admire the audacity of it. And the visual of the guy shredding to fight is pretty good, but yeah, I don't know.
2: I, I also I think that's Higgs. I think that's the guy from yeah. the last game. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. It's, yeah. It's yes, Troy, Troy Baker. Troy Baker yeah. and everything. So, here's the thing. Higgs sucked in the last game. Like Higgs was bad. a bad villain. It's pretty
0: bad. I also did not love... I loved... Or I didn't love. I really liked Death Stranding until basically it started wrapping up and then I did not like... I thought the narrative stuff was poo-poo. Yeah. And then um, I think watching this trailer, I enjoy seeing what Kojima thinks is cool. Yeah. And,
2: and like being Even like, if I wildly disagree with <laughs> even it. Even if yes. I wildly
0: disagree where it's just like... And then questioning, do you think this is cool? Do you think people think you think this is cool? Like yes, there's a couple of layers going on there. Is this ironically cool? That, that is this is,
1: corny? That is, that is exactly the right question to interrogate here.
0: Um... I, the questions with BB and Lou, and is there a BB in that other suit that's fighting the the Higgs? Do we, is, do we, know,
1: do we know who Lou is or was? I can't remember. L-
0: Lou's the baby. The the oh right Lu, okay uh, yeah Luis I think is right. the, is it Luis at the end? I can't remember. I is forget
2: the, if they give him a full name or not, but yeah,
0: it's a her. Thank you. Her
2: sorry. Um,
0: and then uh, like they show they show a picture of uh of uh, what's his face with the baby like we don't know if that's um, if that's the baby they've changed bridges to draw bridges uh, which is like okay. you are you are, <laughs> you are just <laughs> this Look, is I'm, the
2: stuff I'm all for an artist <laughs> bebopping around his own world and deciding to do whatever he wants to do with it it's fine like I don't have to like it it is what it is I'm glad Kojima's out there making whatever he wants to make but I don't think Death Stranding is actually a good game, and I'm going to play this one because uh, I'm too curious not to. Yes. But I don't know that I am necessarily convinced that this is going to be the one that wins me over.
1: Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I really liked playing Death Stranding for what it's worth. So, all the shots of the landscapes and the gameplay stuff in this, I mean, it's you could barely describe it as gameplay, <laughs> mostly just like walking around on a landscape tone piece stuff. <laughs>
0: Well, there's that one but, shot of Sam walking around and the bridge disintegrates behind him, and I'm like, that's yes. the part I hated.
1: him. Mm-hmm. That- yes, I actually that that I thought that was very intriguing. Don't yeah. break my bridges. Watch, I- watching that bridge bridge wash away in the river. Uh although I'm I'm very curious about where the gameplay stuff goes. Yeah, if there, that game there was definitely something there.
2: If Death Stranding was a lot more of chapter three and a lot less yeah. of the rest of that game, like I, I would have loved it.
1: I spent so much time in chapter three, and then once they started taking things away, I fell off of it.
2: Yeah.
0: Sounds like it's in Mexico, is that where they
1: are? Uh, I don't think so. There are references to Mexico as another state, okay, like the UCA, but I don't okay. believe it's set there. It was not the vibe I got.
2: I mean, it's possible they go there. I mean, they might be trying to connect more of the larger North American continent. For yeah, they're, I think
1: I think they're, I think that that stuff was more kind of talking about like what constitutes a nation state in this in this oh, okay. post apocalyptic setting and.
0: Well, they basically, I think Fragile says, like, hey, man, you connected the U.S. or whatever their version of the U.S. is. Now we don't need porters anymore because everybody can connect. Yeah. You yeah. got to move on and go do something else. Go connect the rest of the world, Sam. Drawbridges. Mm-hmm. You're gonna there's use a whole the, world out there. The rope and the stick this time. Yep,
1: rope and the stick. I this. I guess back to the Higgs scene. I mean, this goes for everything, but in that one in particular, because there's a dude fighting with, an ele- like, a cyber electric guitar. Yeah. Like, just conceptually... The idea of this level of insanity being paired with this level of technical execution is hard to fathom, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like like this is this is kind of like approaching Star Wars prequels levels of I like, can't believe a guy has this much access to cutting edge technology to make exactly the thing that nobody is going to tell him he can't make. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Like who else could get away with something that looks like this in every respect, both our design and concept and technical execution.
0: I. Yes. Like, I think that stuff is, I'm with you, Brad, that stuff hundred percent is like, you know, we've gave you all the resources. what did you come up with? Draw bridges. <laughs> you know, like, like that right. level of like, or like what we gave you all the resources. What come coming. He plays a guitar, but the guitar shoots stuff out. it's like, So
2: I saw Mad Max Fury Road, okay? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Here's Um, the thing.
2: George Miller and a different doof warrior. (laughs) One that shoots electricity instead (laughs) of fire. I mean, that Higgs character is definitely a doof warrior. Yeah. Uh,
0: the, um, The thing I'm kind of interested in and narratively that I'm interested in is we are in a different place now than when Death Stranding came out. It seems to hint at maybe the connections were a mistake. (laughs) Connecting everybody was not the right thing to do
1: for humanity. Look, man, the internet has atomized everybody. Everybody's connected, and now nobody's connected.
0: That's right. Mm -hmm. Is this game going to say, uh, look. (laughs)
1: The cell phone is a pair of handcuffs. (laughs) Like, this is not subtle stuff.
0: (laughs) Uh, Is this game going to be like, Maybe we all shouldn't have reconnected. Maybe, maybe it's better if we're live in isolation. Very pot,
1: very pot. Uh, who knows, man?
0: Uh, um, no, now
1: we have to just rediscover organic connection.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. There's like interest. Like, I don't remember everything. I'm going to have to go back and read a primer for Death Stranding and what the chiral network and the what what the whole BTs and how this all worked
2: again because I remember way more of that game than maybe I even should. I don't know. <laughs> it's just there's I mean, Look, say what he will about it. I may not have liked it very much. It left a deep impression on me. Yeah,
1: I'll give it no. that. Put a put a sandbox mode in here. Let me just like play in that world. Let me totally. just, like, do the thing.
2: Just let me let me just play American Truck Simulator but in that world with legs.
0: Let me deliver a pizza. Let me deliver my cyber pizza. Pizza and
2: semen.
1: <laughs> that is a t- thing you deliver in that yeah, game. Okay, yeah, I'm not just yeah, saying that. That is in fact one Two, of the things you can deliver to Conan O'Brien.
0: Does Jeff Keeley come back in this? Probably. Probably. Same character, the I collector. Know. I don't know. Still, still collecting the figurines.
1: I, I'll, um, I'll be, I'll be curious to see what they can do with this on, on a better platform. Yeah. Now, now yeah. that they've got access to the fast storage and stuff, Like, who knows what kind of weird ideas they might come up with for that gameplay.
0: If nothing else, I am deeply curious, and I find it... Um, I want more of this. Whether I want more of this, I don't know, but I want I, more
1: of this. I, I'm, I'm glad it's getting made, especially because... And I'm not like... I'm not saying I'm desperate for all of Kojima's output all the time. I'm not saying, like, oh, I need as much from him as I can get, but in, in a world where he's now talking about two other games he is also working on at the same time. Oh, right, yes.
0: I guess that's the other big thing. This is not the
1: only thing he's got coming. Yeah. So, you know, no matter how this turns out, there are other Kojima games. Uh, That, to me, is the bigger news here. Sure. Although it's, it's, okay, well, let me me not put the cart before the horse. He announced his next project here in, like, the most vague terms possible, which is to say he's making another stealth action game.
0: Yes. It's it's what that dude's favorite. I don't even. Who's the who's the Her, the president? Herman Holst. Do you remember Herman Holst. He he's his favorite
2: genre. Loves yes. espionage.
1: I, you know. Look, I get it. But okay. This is also
2: on top of that other game they're yeah. making, right? Yes. Overdose.
1: O- OD, or is it? Yeah. Is it called Overdose now?
2: I don't know. It is was it actually OD. I thought it was Overdose.
1: I still think of it as OD. But yes. Yeah. But but he does say here, like, he does say this this production won't even start until they're done with Death Stranding 2. So this is years down the line. Also, I guess we should mention Death Stranding two is out next year. Was that news? I think that was news. They put a, oh, it was it the news? I, they put a they put a twenty twenty five on it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I guess it's not that far off before they start working on this. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, a like Metal Gear Solid, obviously, or just Metal Gear broadly, <laughs> extremely influential. Mm-hmm. But also, after everything they did with Metal Gear Solid five,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where. Like the Metal Gear games before five were just kind of like, yes, they were stealth games, but you were not coming to them for the stealth like you were to Splinter Cell or something. Like MGS5 is so good as a stealth game that now I'm actually super excited to see what they do with this as a mechanical thing, uh, as well as whatever else. They also, the idea of him having to come up with a new stealth IP. Hell yeah. Where he no longer has access to Metal Gear is going to be like a really interesting creative exercise for him.
0: Yeah, like
1: Like having to build out a whole new milieu that is kind of like the old one that he no longer can legally access.
0: That will be immediately compared to
2: Metal Gear, right?
1: Right, like how how he, you know, I don't love, I certainly don't love everything he does, but the way he approaches that I think is going to be fascinating.
2: I think video games are just better in general uh, for Kojima being out there just doing what he does, even if I don't like it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: We need weirdos like him just doing their thing.
1: Yes. But the, the pitch on this next game is kind of exactly what I would want to hear to be excited about a new Kojima game.
2: Yeah, um, I guess I just I, the thing that bummed me one of the other things that bummed me out about Death Stranding, apart from the story stuff, is that the combat is just not very good in that
1: game. No, no, it absolutely is not. I guess I the only reason I gave it a pass for that is because it's just not really that core to the game. Like you don't you kind of barely have to engage with the combat, you know, you can You kind do, of but there's also still it. somehow
2: too much of it.
0: There's some stuff that gets kind of like once you can just knock people out because the killing people was a big deal, right? Like you can't yeah. murder people because then the world explodes. The void outs
2: happen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um yeah. I I don't know. It's uh it's uh, it's all very interesting. So the o- OD is the one that's the announced Xbox one and then it's yes. it Fizz, Fizzint? Fizz Fizz Fizzint is the the unannounced one?
1: Oh, I don't did they put any kind of name on it?
0: I thought I saw that red somewhere. Let me see if I can look it up. Um, hopefully, I'm not just inventing that. That's not in the PHY. That's not. I didn't just have a.
1: Oh, he. I, okay, he tweeted that. I did not see that. They oh, certainly is it just from a tweet. They certainly do not mention that in in the state of play no, that, it's I, unpronounceable. that I saw. Is <laughs> int Fiz- <laughs> Fiz- working title. That sounds uh, like
2: physics middleware. Yeah. <laughs> <Totally. Yes>. Phys- <laughs> totally. Physics
1: integer is what I hear when I when I uh or something along those lines.
0: He's got a podcast, doesn't he? Um
1: Kojima.
2: I don't know how often he's doing it yeah. or if he's oh, even okay. still doing it. He did some episodes of it for yeah, sure.
1: He's definitely done that sort of thing, but I don't know that it's that regular. Oh, it's not like
2: a regular thing. It, you, um,
1: not
0: like go in there and get all the information.
1: Yeah. All his references to this blending the line with movies and like this drone shot, this, I cannot believe they
0: (laughs) (laughs) end on that.
1: I cannot believe they set this freaking drone shot up (laughs) to end this presentation with where the camera pulls all the way out over Sony picture studios. Like, is he going to shoot video for this game? (laughs) Wasn't he
0: making a death stranding movie? Uh,
2: there is a death stranding movie. I don't know if he's making it, but I uh, think there is something in development. Yeah. I'm not Sure.
0: You're right. I, I think a part that we was glossed over was he is definitely talking like this is the next thing between Hollywood video games. In a way, I haven't heard since FMV talk.
1: Right. Uh, like, of course, this is an interactive game, but the look, story, theme, cast, acting, fashion, sound, et cetera, are all the next level of digital entertainment that could be called a movie. Yeah. Yeah. What, that, what does that even mean? Like, I don't know, but I'm he, in,
0: I'm in for that.
1: Is he finally just going to film actors on a stage? I don't know.
0: Did you watch that drone shot? I watched it like three times to see if, because they cut to the fist bump and then they, uh, to see if that was filmed in reverse
1: because oh. i feel
0: like i feel like draw, flying the drone uh, in and landing on that shot might be easier than flying it reverse out but i don't
1: know so what are the telltale signs he says something here so like saw as we know from recent watch cast experience talking uh-huh. backwards is difficult it's difficult yes. but you could
0: just dub it in uh,
1: and are there people walking around that's the other one so the people are moving, moving boxes around tough.
0: look like they're moving so deliberately that you would have almost been like uh, are you moving yeah. backwards on purpose uh,
1: uh, let's see, I see two people. Walk, okay, the guy pushing the box, I absolutely see what. Or the road case, I see what you're saying. This person carrying the ladder, though, I feel like is walking pretty naturally. <laughs> okay. Oh, and yeah. and um, Kojima and Holst walk off the.
0: They walk off set, but you could walk backwards on. I don't know. It, like it, uh, it seemed it was a pretty cool shot. I mean, it flies it, yeah. out of the thing. Yeah. And hovers above whatever Sony I, uh, Studio thing. They are. I
1: think this is with a skilled drone operator. You could do this.
0: I bet you program it now too. I bet, you, I bet you program Maybe. the path and just have it fly. Yeah. It's cool. It's interesting. It's it's better. Is it better than like Kojima doing one more thing or like a, 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 a snake coming out of a box? No, but it's you know it's all right. Snake yeah.
2: is never coming out of that box, dude.
0: Yeah,
1: I just I don't know. I I, I kind of don't want him to just do FMV. I hope that's not what he's gesturing oh, it can't just here. Be,
0: no, you don't like, scam people like that for FMV.
1: Well, no, I mean for the next game though. That's a ways off.
0: No, you no. Like, I bet he's going like. You can't even tell the line anymore, man. The, yeah,
1: that the, I'm fine
0: with. Yeah. I think. <sighs> anyway. Uh, that was a state of play. That's a lot of uh um look, Kojima's still a big character, a big personality. Yeah. Draws still a, a threat. threat. I I enjoy I might not agree with all the game choices, but I enjoy a thing. Um sp- uh, a little quickly here or not a little quickly. That's a good sentence, Vinny. Quickly here, <laughs> but uh, not a big news. Uh, the Last of Us stuff on the heels of the Sony. Uh, when's The Last of Us 3 coming out, Brad?
1: I don't know. Is it coming out? Who can say? Well, this, okay. I mean, the actual story here <laughs> is that that lengthy documentary about the making of The Last of Us Part Two just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. That thing, is, that thing is referenced in the remaster that just came out on PS5, but it's not in there. Granted, you probably don't want to pack two hours of 4K video with your game download if you can help mm-hmm. it, but it's weird that that thing is like, it's like, hey, watch Grounded, the making of Last of Us Part Two, and then it's not actually, it didn't come out for a couple weeks after. Anyway, that thing came out now. Um, Neil Druckmann is all but saying, hey, we're making Last of Us Part three in there. Yeah. Their quote probably is one more chapter to this story. Sure. So Probably, you say sure. After both games have done extremely well, and then that TV show kind of blew up. Um, Not
2: kind of. I mean, it's one of, <laughs> I think, one of HBO's more successful shows of the last several years. So yeah,
1: I, th- I think you're right. I, some people have kind of made a big deal out of the fact that it got more or less shut out at the Emmys. Um, eh,
2: I don't know. I don't know how much stock to put in that sort but, but of thing. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't
1: necessarily either. I think it, I mean, certainly it generated a lot of buzz among people that I know that don't even play games. Totally. I'll say that. Um. Anyway, this this got me to go back and look at the blog post that Naughty Dog put up when they canceled The Last of Us. Do they ever call it Factions, the multiplayer game?
0: I've, that's what La- I've was, seen it referred to. Last the last Us Factions. well,
1: the, Factions was the first one from ages ago. The Last of Us Online is looks like what they were saying. Anyway, when they canceled that, um, we have more than one ambitious brand new single player game that we're working on. Uh. Cause I was reminded that I think they, they've said that they are working on a, a, a new IP at mm-hmm. some point. There are a lot of rumors that it's some kind of science fiction thing. Who knows if those are right, but Hey, rumors seem to turn out to be right a lot these days. Sometimes
0: yeah. I look, I would like to see them do a sci-fi thing. I'm cool yeah, with totally.
1: That. I, yeah, I don't know what I would want out of that from them.
0: And personally, I would rather see that than a last of us part I three. I, I don't know. Desperately where, would rather
2: yeah. see that. I yeah, just want to see something new from them.
1: I don't feel the need for more last of us at all. no, um, but yeah, like, that's why I went and looked at this and was reassured to see that they say they were working on multiple games maybe maybe they're becoming a two game studio I don't know I don't know i, I uh, you know
0: i I know i well I don't know if you're going to do something in the Last of Us world at this point, I would much rather not have anything to do with um you know the main characters from the cast, and I would rather just see completely different side stories. I just let those characters live in peace and or, or whatever or whatever state they left in. <laughs> well,
1: here's here's the thing. Now they are in a Game of Thrones situation mm. where
0: who's who's the writing TV,
1: the TV show based on the thing blew up so much that now they need more material to base the TV show on or the TV show is just going to have to keep going on its own, which they certainly could do.
2: I uh, mean, didn't The Walking Dead at some point also kind of get out ahead of where the comics are and pro- like
1: probably I mean, it also
2: went beyond the comics because they started yeah. doing all those spin off series.
1: yeah. Yeah, so like I said, they could they could just continue the show irrespective of what the game franchise does or doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I bet I bet there's a strong push inside for Naughty Dog to continue steering the ship on that.
0: I yeah, I hope so. Uh, I mean, I haven't really I didn't really stick with the show too much. Um I I watched a couple of episodes and, and kind of what bounced away from it, but uh I, I like yeah. I that universe, I feel it feels like a lot has been said in that universe. Something new would be fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely don't need more of what they did. I mean, you know, they can, I've said it more times than I can count. Like, Oh, I don't need more of X. And then they do more X and it's like, Oh, they actually did something different with it. Yeah. Like, I I, guess I should never write it off, but like, but it's absolutely going to be about those characters because they needed to tie into the show. Now, I guess, I guess maybe like personally, I just,
0: there's so much suffering for those characters in two. Like they're so drawn excruciating oh, yeah, yeah. out yes. in the like sp- suffering of everybody throughout that whole thing that like
2: it's don't borderline bring-
0: misery porn. It really is. And like, by the end of it, you're just like, just get on the boat yeah, and yeah. go. Yes. Just- I
1: mean, I, I think we've, we've all said this before, like a, that's core to the game's point, but B it makes the point to the point of tedium or, you know, like, it- yeah. Yeah. Belabors it so much longer than it ever possibly needed to. Uh, maybe. It's a maybe, real,
2: like, we get
0: it. <laughs> Bad choices are continually being made. Maybe the third one's just like a farming simulator where everybody you're just kind of like, you're sowing the seeds of new hum- humanity. Uh, so it's still rumor. Um, I think, I think the takeaway from that too is like, if they're, if and when this Last of Us 3 is coming, it won't be for a long time.
1: Probably uh, not. But yeah. who knows? Probably who, not. Who, who knows what that means about the, multiple games and how they're doing things
0: it'll be on an xbox and you'll be able mm-hmm. to play it there um you know when uh, when that new xbox comes out uh all right does that do it for the news yep that's it for the news folks uh we do have an email address it is podcast at nextlander.com podcast at nextlander.com brad shoemaker You got an email or two there you want to get
1: to? A couple of Uh, folks writing in, picking our brains, want to know what's boiling over? Sure. Here's a question for Alex from Matthew in DC. Mm -hmm. I've played a few of the Yakuza games, watched you guys play Zero, and then played One, Two, and Judgment, and I want to play the most recent in the series, Like a Dragon. Infinite Wealth, I think, is what it means. Uh, Am I missing out on anything from games three through six? Are there any there that you'd really recommend playing?
2: So 6 is the only one of those I've fully finished, but I did play actually a fair amount of 5, and I thought 5 was very good. Um, what I, 3 and 4 are the ones that have gotten the least amount of remaster from all of the the various things they have done in the re-releases, and they're a little rough in that way. But there are definitely people I know who swear by those games too as like definitely vital to the Yakuza canon. But I would say if you're going to try and meet these out a little bit, 6 is the one that kind of leads into all the Kiryu stuff that happens in 7 and the most recent one. Uh, 5 is its own kind of standalone story, but I think is probably worth investing in if you want to. 6 is the only one I would say is absolutely necessary if you want to just, like, connect the dots between where these games are now and where they were at the end of the Kiryu saga. There
0: you go. Alex's yeah. guide. Alex's guide to uh, that's the, that's the best like I can dragon. do right yeah. now.
2: You know, it's like, look, I my recommendation is try them all out, but that also realize that's like a thousand hours of games. So, <laughs> yes, I you have to pick your battles.
1: Uh, Zach wrote in about the shooting gallery. Oh, okay. Which uh, I guess we talked about it on on the Ramblecast recently. Yeah, okay. I think is where one of the many podcasts that we talk about things on. I think that's where that was. Uh. I had no idea of any worked for the Shooting Gallery. Uh oh! Did he know Bob Goss? Gossy, Gossa? Uh, he was one of the founders and one of my mentors and professors in college.
0: Okay, uh, I don't think I know knew him particularly. Um, was not in my division. Uh, that's funny though. Uh, I knew uh, there. Like I said, I was uh, more on the design side of things, and there was Gun for Hire and the Shooting Gallery. And uh, those are two separate things. I worked more on the shooting. out. a gun for hire was more like the movie side of stuff, mm-hmm. which I wanted to get into, but it, you know, it was my first job trying to do my stuff. But yeah, uh, a lot of very cool designers there and a very dot com explosion at the end. I don't know if Bob's the one that got punched in the face. Mm. <laughs> I have to look it up.
1: Mm. Um, all right. How about a couple of quick, a couple of thought starters? All right. From Travis in Fargo.
0: I love a thought starter, yes. Who
1: I feel is giving Nathan from Tumwater a run for his money. Uh, If there were no new video games released ever again starting tomorrow, how would this affect your life and your gaming habits? Uh, Would you be relieved to finally get a chance to catch up on old games? Are there enough video games that already exist for you to play to keep you satisfied for the rest of your life? I really think it's the last question that's actually worth contemplating here
2: there are enough video games to keep me satisfied for the rest of my natural life. Absolutely. Are there? I
1: yes. don't know, man. Dude, don't there are know. So
2: many video games. I'm a pretty know, old man. But- so the rest of my
0: natural life. It's like without replaying. Cause I don't replay a lot of games. Let's say online services disappeared too. So we're mostly playing offline. Mm. No, on the well, online be, services, let's, stick let's, around.
1: Let's be generous and say okay. like every game that exists is still playable in perpetuity.
0: So like you could play through the whole destiny two campaign and yeah. everything there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a lot of game then. Like, yeah. Um, some it people, is, some uh, people play the same game their whole life by choice. I could yeah. do that. Honestly. I think Frank's still playing command and conquer. <laughs> I think he's, he just boots up command. For and God's conquer. sakes. I still play rock band.
1: Yeah. I mean there there are a bajillion older games that I would love to play or replay. Uh-huh. So yeah, I guess I probably could fill my time with that stuff. Let's let's also be
0: generous and say you can play everything how you want to play it, right? Regardless mm-hmm. of state on the of platform the console. You want. Yeah, on the p- platform you want it to. PC stuff still works. You don't have to find weird
2: workarounds and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I think people really underestimate just how many video <laughs> games there are in the world now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that bums me out is that we would not get to enjoy the forward march of progress anymore, both on the technical and design levels. Yes, you know.
2: No, I'm not saying that's my preferable outcome. I'm just saying that <laughs> if this is if this thought experiment happens, then I can live.
1: Yeah. Yes, everybody would be fine. Um, but I would be kind of bummed. Be kind of bummed.
0: I feel like it's kind of uh, uh, connected to that everything would become a collector's item obviously like you would i wonder if digital libraries would just start making weird black market moves and you know there's there's no new games whatever you have is what you have i guess you'd get i bet piracy would explode like i mean more than it already has (laughs) yeah more than more than it is like there'd just be repositories for everything at this point more Um, than there already is um what did we do for game of the year was it all video games disappeared it wasn't that there were no new games it
2: was yeah it was literally all the games were yeah, gone. All like i opened up a copy of madden yeah. and there was no disc in it you know yes, it's just right. it's gone
0: it's gone right and then you went to go walk the earth yes, yes.
2: and i did uh- <laughs> like uh, fucking so we've covered, qui-gon Kane, <laughs> yes
0: covered some with a colander on your head
2: mm-hmm. we've covered some of this too just like qui-gon Kane, yes
0: <laughs> uh brad any more emails
1: uh yeah, how about one more from Travis also in Fargo? Okay. Same person. Would you accept a jetpack from a total stranger? Accept it? Maybe
0: use it? No. Total stranger. Okay. I'm going to I'll paint the scenario for you. You turn a corner in San Francisco, Brad. Somebody in very like Weird, uh, un- non—you can't even describe what kind of getup it is. Bumps into you. They're running. Bumps into you. Says, "Take this. You need to take this and use it." And then runs off around the corner, and you never see them again. Possibly, they look like they fell out of a portal from the future. And this jetpack looks put together. It looks like the Rocketeer jetpack. It doesn't look like one of the like what a real jetpack looks like, which is a piece of garbage strapped to your back. This looks like a cool jetpack. Do you do you take it and use it?
1: Around here, absolutely fucking not. I have lived here way too long. I am way <laughs> too acquainted with the way people in the South Bay think. There are any number of delusional tech assholes working on jetpacks as we speak. Okay, there is fair. no way. There is no way I am accepting the San Francisco jetpack.
0: <laughs> the San Francisco jetpack just stays on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Alex, what do you think? No, no. I'm not trusting a jetpack ever.
0: Yeah, that thing just, I feel like a jetpack in our current technology just doesn't work. You're either not getting the lift you want or you're burning your butt. Like you're just, I've seen the videos of people doing jetpacks and they just don't look cool.
2: No, they They look like you have to do a ton of setup and then you can do it for a limited amount of time. And if you try and go any further than that. Uh, you will either explode or fall. You, you ever see a video of these
0: like water jetpacks? Yes, I was yes. just gonna say the water things look more or look cooler. Than That's the more viable, and
2: also you will have a softer landing. So <laughs> long as you don't go too high.
1: That I want to try. I don't know what the name is for those things, but water jetpack. Sure. Uh,
0: yeah. I n- no jetpack. No, I. I think it's just too. I would maybe open it up, but even then, it gets a little sketchy, and I'd probably want to run it through an x-ray
2: machine or something like that uh rocketeer is a good movie though It's a fun movie. yeah no yeah. that's that I've, look believe that was the movie that started me down my my desire to own a jetpack and then i learned a lot and i decided that's not a good idea yeah
1: I, i've never seen the rocketeer i wonder if it holds up it's pretty okay. cheesy but i remember I wonder, it being fun i remember I wonder, it being fun. i wonder if we would have a reason to watch the rocketeer at some point
2: jennifer connelly mode. it'll never happen i do think that movie came out in 1990 not okay not to spoil anything but yeah Jennifer I'd,
1: Connelly, Dark City. I, I would do a Jennifer Connelly month. I mean, uh, gladly. The, Hulk, the original Hulk, right?
0: The Ang Lee Hulk mm-hmm. is Jennifer Connelly. Uh, and the Rocketeer. And I Labyrinth.
1: I don't know why this came to Actually, I do know why this came to mind. Because it has this similar like style and setting to the Rocketeer. Is Sky Captain a jetpack movie? It's not, is it? He doesn't have a jetpack. Probably he's a pilot
2: in that. Pilot in that. Yeah. Yeah, That's I think for Jude
1: Law month. I think he's just a pilot. But yes. Jude Law Science Fiction month quite literally is... <laughs> A category on down. the WatchCast doc that has been yeah. sitting there for over a year. AI, Gattaca. It's a lot of Jude Law science fiction movies.
0: Alright, Brad, let me uh, let me add on to Travis's question here quickly. Somebody hands you a hoverboard.
1: Yeah, I think the stakes are low enough there. Okay.
0: And it actually is hovering. Yeah. I, you you take know,
1: again, you're only going to fall like two feet or something.
0: Uh, you could probably crack your head pretty, pretty good. I guess. So you take the hoverboard. Yes. Okay. I mean, look, once that thing's hovering, you know it's working, right? Yeah. 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 Just know they don't work on water.
1: No, of course not. Um,
0: and I meant, when I said hoverboard, I meant those weird things you stand on that have, that burst into flames. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obviously. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Of yeah. course. Of course.
2: All right. That's going to do it for emails? Yes. I do have a correction. Okay, yes. Corrections! Uh-huh. I said Qui-Gon cane. It's Qui-Chang cane. Okay, oh, I, well, I got mixed up.
1: I was trying to, when you said that, I was just like... Is he doing some kung fu Star Wars mashup here that No, I'm not my brain just I'm just mis- gonna
2: mash two things together. I'm just
1: gonna let that one go.
2: Yeah. No, it's quite Chang Kane. Oh, you know, while we're on correct
0: while we're in the correction section, uh I did not know this, and it's a real like today I learned. Um, Brad, you were right in that um Temple of Doom does come before Raiders mm-hmm. of the Lost yes, Ark. a lot like of people prequel. pointed that out. I thought I, I had, thought that was the case. I had no idea. My the entire life, no idea.
2: I think what I realized is that I paid very precious little attention to the details of that movie and Uh mostly just shut my brain off for the dumb adventure of it. Sure.
0: Yes. I guess I think people said it takes a place like a year before the other one.
1: A Uh, little bit before. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: But that's going to do it for the emails and corrections section of the podcast. And that's going to lead us to our wrapping things up here. Uh, interesting news section, interesting talk about them video game Suicide Squad, and the whatnot, and Xbox clearly getting out of the video console market. And I think next uh,
2: week we'll have more to say on more of the, uh, the Next Fest demos. Yes.
0: And, uh, we're going to be playing Helldivers on, uh, Friday, which I'm actually really excited to Me too. jump into. Brad, you and I are jumping into Pal World. Yes. Uh, I feel
1: like, boy, just in the nick of time.
0: Whoa, well, no. What happened with Pal I World? Feel like
1: nothing. I just oh. feel like discussion has like oh ended i just don't see anybody talking about it all i mean it's huge still of course yeah,
2: yeah it's still doing hell of numbers i think yeah. just everyone now everyone knows what it is
1: yes exactly i think i feel like the conversation is moving on so we need to get in there and see what the hell that is that's the came.
2: next land of promise
0: yep right <laughs> right at the peak of the uh, things uh we're right on right it. as your look.
1: attention is waning here we come <laughs> look we are just we are we, we are soberly appraising this game with our years of experience that's after right. the mm-hmm. dust has settled this is where you come for.
0: <laughs> Honestly, um, the, that's not too far off. I kind of wanted to see where things net out uh, with that. Yeah, yes.
1: Yeah. Like we talked about playing it the day it came out, but then we was just okay. like, why don't we like let this one go for a little bit and see, see how, how things, things bear up.
0: out. Yeah. If this is still on a marketplace in a day. Uh, so we will have that. Uh, like Brad said, you can go check out his archive of final fantasy. Final fantasy seven remake uh, is up now. Uh, Alex and I get into some hijinks over in the cyberpunk verse. You could see uh, my best version of a cyberpunk ninja. I yeah. don't know if that was a real Hijinx, hijinky hijinks. episode.
2: That was maybe more of a boy. This is dark as fuck
0: episode compared to what happened on the 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 Gaiden episode. That's just, yeah. It's just chuckles and good times. All right. Um. So you can go check out where things are going there. Let's just say it's pretty weird. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's going uh, in happened. some directions. It's all happening. Uh, we recorded a Never Been a Better Podcast. Mostly we talk about movies and stuff like that. And uh, 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 Movies we like, movies we hate, mm-hmm. movies we uh, like, but probably people should know about us <laughs> liking them. A lot of movie talk. That's going to hopefully go up uh, maybe next week. That'll go up. I got to edit that thing. Uh, it could go up this week, but probably next week. You can check that out along next week on next Monday, the finale. Of our Twin Peaks season two watchcast.
2: Yeah. Uh we Literally recorded three it. hours of discussion without even me putting clips in yet. So three hours
1: of A three hour tour
2: about, of
0: uh find out uh, we we dissect it all, we we figure it all out, we come to all the right conclusions. Obviously. Uh, uh, and you, you can check that out and you can check that out over on patreon.com slash next where you can find a tier that is right for you. Bunch of stuff up there. Like I said, never been a better podcast, uh, which is, uh, this week, I believe it was, uh, Abby and Dan Reichert joining us to talk on that one. Watchcast, You can be current on that. we got the Ramble cast up there. Uh, Planorama is up there all the stuff, all the stars are here Mm -hmm. over on Patreon.com slash Nextlander and also you can go to there to just support us, you can find a tier that's right for you, there is one tier there though that gets their names read on this here show the Mysterious Benefactor tiers and I'm gonna read those names right now starting with Sean Miller RRE Infelicitous Rips Kelly F. Brian Lussier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, Jerry Lee. Uh, This next name is really long and I gotta stretch out the whole thing. Deidre thinks that Pokemon could always use guns, they just choose not to. Gary Peschke, Robert Fisher, Bunny Fiend, The, Jadrita, Stetix, Fantasticasm89, Andrew Jackson, Megacrane, Razgriz II, Brian Murphy, Randy Duax, Andrew Teepkin, Alex Wu, it, Me, JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. Those are our Mysterious Benefactors for this week. Thanks for supporting us, and thanks to everyone who has supported us over at... Patreon.com slash NextLender. Just a little heads up, I'm going to say this here. We had the Q&A, a very good Q&A, best Q&A. We had the, we had the best people in the Q&A. We had the best mm-hmm. Q&A. Only the best people. <laughs> only the best people. They only just the keep best getting Q's. better. <laughs> only the best Q's, only the best A's. Um, we've got some stuff shifting around here. One of the things that we're looking into, we've been talking about trying to get stuff uh, going, more. some more in-person stuff, some in-person stuff. Uh, Website stuff is on the docket. The stuff that we've been talking about uh, doing, um, you know, nothing big for a website, but you know, one of the things that we have talked about, geez, Brad and Alex, what has it been for like a year ish, Ish. I'm like, boy, it'd be good to have a
1: place where we could just put all the schedule stuff. Yeah. A content aggregator, if you will.
0: Yeah. Some of those things. Um, So uh, heads up, if you're, if you're looking around and some people have mentioned it, those are things we've been looking into and, and talking about and, researching and and trying to figure out. So uh, uh, some things moving around there in the background. And uh, uh, Alex, you and I have been talking about possibly taking a trip
2: in the near future. Yeah, maybe out to a place where the gamers are.
0: Yes, Uh, going out there, uh, we're still trying to put the uh, details on that, but it's always fun to share. It's always fun to share. Get people's hopes up and then crush them. Absolutely. Is what I've learned about the video games industry over the last 20 years. Hopes up, heavy blow crush. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for supporting us, uh, getting out there and listening and sharing the good word. Thank you, Alex Navarro. Thank you. Thank you, Brad Shoemaker. Mm -hmm. And we'll be back next week.